Dearly beloved, before we get into another episode of the Deadass Podcast, I'd like to thank Country Trucker Caps for keeping the podcast above ground. Support the people who support us. You'll find the Unreal Caps at thecountrycompanies.com or if you want to design your own CTC hat, go to countrytruckercaps.com. Cheers. Welcome to the Dead Ass Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dead Ass Podcast. I'm your host, Brizey, and today we have got a very requested person back with us today, Mrs. Aidan Bryant. How are you, sir? I'm well. Thanks for having me back, and I'm glad people actually wanted me back. Oh, mate, I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to have you back, mate. It's always a pleasure. The last one we had was an absolute ripper, and um, I guess the proof is in the pudding because... They're definitely the most requested person to have back on the potty and I was like, what the people want, the people get. I am absolutely flattered but uh, <laughs> I did promise myself that I wouldn't do the same thing that I did last time where we chat for like four hours and record <laughs> an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah well, that's a good point. We did. We said we'll, we'll get straight into it this time so that oh. people can get the full yarns out of us. Exactly. It just means we've got plenty of dialogue moving forward. That's exactly right. <laughs> Recorded one. Yeah. <laughs> so last time, so what's been happening since last time I caught up with you, mate? What's been going on? So uh, I've been digging into work, so I'm taking a bit of time off at the end of year. So I'm pretty much trying to do the big push up until the end of the year just so if you're busy, it goes quicker. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just been trying to knock over a couple of um, – Things at work, we uh, did a couple of fun things, a couple of trips. I uh, went down yep. to a uh, bit of a snafu, actually. I wanted to go down to Five Rocks with the boys last week and uh, it was all looking good, looking good, looking good and then uh, National Parks closed Five Rocks, the oh. access track up to the Stockyard Point. So that's uh, really threw a spanner in the works. Did they have a reason why they did that? Yeah, so because it's the main access track for the people who live there, uh, the dry conditions was getting it torn up. Ah, oh, okay. In my personal opinion, I... I think national parks just really love closing tracks. But um, <laughs> yeah. what spun me out, though, is uh, changed the trip up a bit and uh, almost had to cancel that because it was too wet. Really? Yeah. So it oh. started bucketing down rain the second that they closed <laughs> the bloody track and I was like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> was it like a overnighter, was it? Or? Yeah, just a quick overnighter. So, we, yep. you know, catch up with the uh, guys. They bring their partners. You know, we cruise down the beach, do a bit oh, of fishing, nice. have some beers. Uh, we actually chartered a helicopter in the morning and um, – Punched out from Mount Jim Crow and went out to Yapoon and had a little bit of a look around the wetlands like, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, oh, Jesus, I the, used to know Ke- it. Like Keppel Sands, Joscalee area? Or yeah, Keppel Sands, Joscalee, but um, Headlow Creek. Oh, Headlow so Creek. Over, oh, fly yeah. over Headlow Creek. I yep. really, really wish you could camp there still. Like, yeah. Just such a, a pretty spot that it, was like awesome to hang out. It's a beautiful spot, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And yeah. I, I get why they don't have people down there anymore because there's always one fucking idiot that ruins it for it's everybody. Ruin it. Yeah. But, you know, I'm older and wiser now, so I sort of enjoy the little things a bit more than I used to. So, yeah. As we all do, don't we? But yeah, that's sort oh, of been me. What about oh, yourself? Oh, mate. Well, um, well, I've been pretty busy, mate. Flat out with work and everything that's going on. Obviously, um, Really loving doing the podcasting, trying to keep on top of that as well because that's my thing that I love to do uh, aside from work. So, like, in a way, it feels like it's a little bit of work, but it's, like, rewarding and, like, it feels good and, you know what I mean? Like, you're working to – sorry, I should probably put the words, like, you're working towards something, you know, like, it's not not work-related, but you're working towards a goal – 
and it's more rewarding in the sense in that part on a personal level. Yeah, it's like a satisfying thing of like, you know, that, uh, that old cliche saying like if you enjoy what you're doing for work, you never work a day in your yeah. life. But it's sort of like you found something you really enjoyed doing. Yes. That is work in yes, a, in a, in sense, a sense. sense. But you really enjoy it so it doesn't matter to you that, that, it's, that it takes a lot of effort and time and stuff like yes, that. Yes, that's so. exactly right, yeah. And like um, work in general has been um, – Absolutely busy, mate. And like trying to – the same sort of thing. Like you try to make sure that you're on top of it because, you know, like the sense of the families want sort of like a closure, finalisation, everything sort of before you have this Christmas period and the holiday period because, you know, we're sort of coming into not just the Christy period but the end of schooling and the kids are going on holidays and so the families are probably trying to take the same amount of time off and they want to get – all their ducks in a row and all the bits and pieces sorted out. And so, you know, you've got this extra load on to try and help get that sort of turnover and help everyone sort of finalise everything. Because the last thing you want that is lingering over you while you're trying to go through your holiday period and stuff, I could imagine, on a personal point of view. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because, it, it, like, as, as somebody who's lost a family member mm. on the 22nd of December, yeah, it derails... Everything. Everything, yeah. And I can completely understand that if you were in a situation where you could sort of still have Christmas. Yes. Um, and, you know, I say this uh, because I don't have the other – I don't have the right words to say it. Like yep. if you can make it as normal as it would be. Yeah. Like um, – because like little kitties and stuff remember that, eh? Well, like they, they remember right. that Christmas was bad and like you never want to instill into uh, young children or anything like that that Christmas is a sad time or – Yes, you know any uh, it, like we want to celebrate these things because and, and that's the perfect way to put it too, mate. It's it, the kids don't, especially the younger kids. They don't they don't understand the concept of someone passing away and death and stuff like that. So they don't they're not they're not really understanding what's going on. All they know is that it's Christmas. Oh, and it's, that, you know, and like that. So when they see the family having a good time, regardless of what was happening on the real side of it. You know, the, the, the children are like sponges, mate. They're absorbing what's everything that's going on around them. If they're seeing that the persons are crying and upset and everything like that, which, which, which I should say they're more than in their right too. Mm. But I can understand why it's, it is important to try and give those people the most important, uh, most normal sort of oh, thing 100%. at that time. 100%. And like a week to us yeah. goes like that, mm. whereas a week to a child – Yes. It feels like a lifetime. It does. So, you know, um, it like it, it, they, they just don't understand why yeah. um, why we're still what, yeah, doing what's going all of on? these things yeah. uh, during Christmas. So I, 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 I really um, – I can definitely understand what you're, what you're going on. I've, I've got a strange question about that though. Yeah, of course. Uh, every business that I've ever been involved in, worked for, anything like that has sort of like busy season – is there a time of year that you find a influx? Yes, yes. That's a very good question, actually. I, it's funny. Like, even after all these episodes, no one's asked me that. That's a good one. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I, I don't know how you'd put a term on no, it. No, like, like it's, it, it is you – could, you could technically say it is seasonal. And mm. the reason why you say that, especially in the old days, mate, because you would have these – uh, seasons where you'd have these spikes in temperatures, you'd have the hot periods, you'd have the cold periods, and a lot of these old school people, like that, you know, like especially the oldies, the oldies, mate, they were bad for it. They wouldn't turn on the air conditioner because they wanted to save electricity, and so you'd have this hot period go through, and uh, and it would literally, uh, it would wipe some people out. 
Well, I am actually paranoid about my grandmother. So she's like 93, 94. Yep. And we bought her an air conditioner. Mm-hmm. And she is adamant. I've never needed one for 90 <laughs> years. I don't need one now. And like, we, she just looks at it. She, yeah. She looks at it and despises it. But yeah. I, I can totally understand it. Like, yeah. she, that mindset. I haven't yeah. needed it for 90 years. I know I'm sitting in here and, you know, roasting like a rotisserie chicken. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, yeah, but that's exactly that's exactly what they, they do. Everyone does that, that, especially the old school, you know. And so it is, we do have those, we do have those seasonal periods. And look, as it has gotten better over the years because, you know, especially with like healthcare systems and all the bits and pieces, you know, like nursing homes, places like that, they've got better temperature controlled, um, you know, uh, uh, buildings, better dietary requirements, better medication. So everything's more, um, there's not so much of an influx in seasons, temperature, flus, all that sort of stuff. And they seem to be more on top of it. But, you know, 10, even 15, 20 years ago, mate, like you could, you could almost snap your fingers and know when it was going to kick in. Yeah, right. That so is. Yeah, so it's pretty crazy to think that, but yeah. It's, well, like, it makes perfect sense now that yeah. you say it, but it's yeah. sort of like, it was just something that I was like, thought of just before. I was <laughs> like, I wonder. Because <laughs> yeah, like, for, good, for like, in, question. in like our line of work, yeah. it, it's summer. Yes. Everything starts to overheat. Yes, uh, of course. Aircon start giving yep. up the ghost. Like, it's just like summer does it. Yep. Winter happens. Yeah. Um, everybody complains that the, Heater doesn't work. Yep, and the, know. Fu- and the funeral industry is exactly the same, <laughs> mate. It's, and the heat gets to you as well. Yeah, um, right. And also too, like, but you do have, um, and especially over that Christmas period, that New Year's time, that that the holiday period, for years we would call that the silly season too because mm. you would have, though, it is a very, it can be a very hard time for certain people. It can be, uh, and also too, you've got, Everyone on holidays, you've got people traveling, you've got, you know, all these things where the risk of something happening to someone does increase. Well, I guess that is true. So, like, um, without, without delving in it, into it yes. too much, like, um, the biggest risk we pose to anybody who works for the company I work for yeah. is putting them in a vehicle. Of course, yeah. So, that's like, it. that's, that's yep. like the, yep. the, it's the most uncontrollable risk. Yes. For the company is putting people in the car, and I guess holiday Definitely. time. Well, I'm going away. Like I'm doing, I'm going to Cooktown at the end of the year. So that's like a couple of thousand cases. So course. I guess I've increased my risk factor by. That's exactly right. Like it, it, and that's what it is. You, you're not, you're not, you're not wishing the worst case scenario upon yourself. But in anyone that jumps into a car, especially over the holiday period, it all these things do increase. Yeah, well, I guess it's very different on the, you know, Boxing Day versus a Tuesday in the middle of autumn. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, that's it, 100%. So, yeah, no, but I mean, uh, but that is, so, you know, like um, nowadays I would say that you still have your little peaks here and there, but with the way that, Everything is more ran, like more easily readily available for better temperature control, better medication, better dietary stuff. That you know, it is more plateauing out. So you're not. Yeah, well, I guess um, like 
food and stuff isn't as seasonal anymore either because we can import. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, so I'm at, my brain's ticking over of like, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, you know, it makes sense. I've been able to buy avocados all year, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like <laughs> getting those healthy fats. Yeah, exactly you know, so right. Yeah, so no, like it's, but that's a very good question because um, that used to be. At, you know, and in, even in my even in my working career, mate, like I'm, you know, staring down the barrel of twenty years, full time, in it now, and um, you know, I've seen those changes in that twenty years. Hmm. You know, when I first started, it was it was heavily seasonal. Not so yeah, much right. nowadays, but you can still almost predict. It. Well, probably a good thing for you then, because at least you sort of. At least you can sit there and commit to a holiday at yeah. the end of the year nowadays. Like yeah. you can sit there and go, what? Because you've got little ones and you've yeah, got, of course, well, you've got yeah. big ones too. But yeah, that's right. Like yeah. at least you can sit there and go, yeah, 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 we can do something over Christmas. That's no drama. Like let's yeah. look up the caravan and off we go. Like you know, I've. That's it's exactly not going right. to be so uncontrollably busy that we can't have exactly time right. for each other. You know, fifteen years ago, we would. Um, <laughs> fifteen years ago, we would um, we wouldn't go away. We would we would stay in town. Yeah. Well, and. Well, I completely understand that. That's cool, though. Um, I do have another question just okay. while we're yeah, on. Yeah, that. yeah, of course. Absolutely. So we were talking about the the kitties at Christmas time, mm-hmm. not understanding stuff. So, yep. Um, being that you you're a dad, you're yes. a granddad, yep, and you've also worked in the sort of the death industry, I yep. guess. I remember as a little kid, like you sort of you you, you know you you finally realise that people actually die, and you're trying to figure out what all that is, yeah. and you have that sort of like. Uh, I Googled this. Don't think I'm intelligent, people. Uh, thanatophobia, I think it's called. The okay. fear of death. Yes, um, yes. And then also like the existential crisis where you're sort of trying to figure out the the meaning of everything and, the, yes. the you know, why we're here, all that sort of yes, stuff. Yes, definitely. And I remember having that chat like, I don't know, five or six years old. I was like, oh, what the fuck happens when we die, Dad? Yeah, of course, yeah. And like my dad, um, he refers to... Uh, his siblings as rosary rattlers. Um, he is not. And uh, his response was, oh, fucked if I know. He said, oh, i got no fucking clue. He's like, but I'm assuming if I uh, try to be the most decent human being I, I can be, like I'm sure I'm in with a shot yeah. when I find yeah, out. Like, exactly right, yeah. But I, I was curious because um, obviously, well, you've got kids and grandkids, yeah. so you're experienced in that regard, but also you've probably dealt with more people going through that than anybody. Of course, so, yeah. What's your sort of oh, thoughts on it? Advice on it? Like, yep. what, what, would, what I, would what would you tell kids or people? Yeah, I think, uh, especially because going through uh, through the you you go through and you see all different avenues of religion and beliefs and cultures and all that sort of stuff. But the one thing that you, they do all have in common is that there's the principle of doing good and having a set of like good morals and stuff and being a good person will lead you to a better place in the afterlife or whatever's going to be happening afterwards. They all have that same sort of similar thing. So regardless of your beliefs or your culture or what you what you believe in, I think the best way that you can do is is take any one of those things and use those morals as a way of being a good person in life and in, and enjoying the things that you have and the things that you're doing and enjoying the moment that you're in. And I think regardless of the fear of passing and the fear of death, like if someone asked me, they go, they, they said to me, they go, Brian, you know, do you, um, do you, are you scared of death? And my answer to that would be, no, I'm not. I'm not scared of death. I'm not scared of it at all. 
the thing I'm scared of is scared of leaving the people behind. Mm. It's, my, it's my family I'm leaving behind, my children I'm leaving behind. Not the actual, not the actual thing of me dying. I'm not scared of that, but it's me leaving those people behind. So that's the motivator behind it. But mm. as far as what you were saying before about, especially with young children and all that sort of stuff, the most broadest and easiest way I can say to it is that, you know, regardless of your beliefs and what you think that might be happening afterwards, every one of those things all have a set of morals and standards and what being a good person, inverted commas, is mm. what's going to lead you to the better thing afterwards. Well, I, like with many things, like I've been a tradesman for quite a while and like when people can't figure something out and I don't know either, yeah. you usually go with the common denominator, don't yeah, you? Like that's you, right. If you've got 10 people in a circle and seven people suggest something yeah. or like seven people have like a similar uh, similar thought or similar yeah. idea, you go, well, that one's probably going to be the most likely right. So yeah. if you look at all the – like if we grabbed every religion on earth and every single one of them agreed that if you were, you know, a half-decent person – Yep. You've probably got a foot in the door. Yeah. Well, you we can probably assume that, you know, regardless of whether it's a flying spaghetti monster or not, if you're a cunt, you're not getting in. Like. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly like. right. A hundred percent. Yeah. So I get I guess that's probably like that's probably my like my scapegoat question. Mm. So like I would never sort of put myself into one category. Oh no, and that's yeah, why you know I, I mean? that's why I wanted to ask you because I yeah. knew it was really difficult to answer. Yeah. And I just I love doing that to people. Yeah, yeah. But um, oh, I guess it's just one of those things. Yeah, of, like yeah, we all get faced with our own morality at the That's at some it. point, and like I'm probably in the same boat as you. Like, am I scared of dying? No. Am yeah. I worried about death? No. Yeah. Um, am I worried about not having all my ducks in a row and me going earlier than what I anticipated, and then? You know, leaving a shit show behind? Hell yeah. Yeah, that's it. You know, you, you, all that sort of stuff. Like, yeah. you know, if I want to die, it's like when my will's like perfect. I'm 96 years old. <laughs> you know, the kids have got sick of changing me shitty nappies. Like, they're yeah. proper ready for me to go. Like, I'm just this cranky old salty bastard in a yeah. nursing home. And they're that's like, it. oh, a pop died, did he? That's that's how I want to go. Yeah, like, that's I, it, yeah. I, just, I just want them to sit there and go, we've... We've we've exhausted this one off your off your coach. Yeah, come on, you're really pushing the boundaries here, mate. <laughs> no, but I mean, in the ideal in the ideal world, that's exactly how I want mm. it to. You know, like, um, so, and like, I, I'd be, and I could imagine because I'd be getting I'd be getting in fucking trouble too if I bloody vacated this world too early, not had all my shit in the road too. <laughs> like, oh, good on you, Brian. You left us the fucking bill. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? So, you know, like that. So, but um, yeah, I think that's probably that's probably the easiest way that I could look at it. Yeah, because yeah. I, I think it's I think it's something that um, probably a question that parents don't think about the fact that they're going to get asked it one day. Because yeah, they will. They well, will. it's just when they ask, they probably forgot about it. Well, that's you know, it. like they, they like me. It was I was like five years old or something. Yeah. Like I never thought about it again. The thing is, is like. You know, like if a, if a family are solely focused on one religion or they're solely focused in a church or or have a belief system, that that, that would be the easiest question in the, in the mm. world because they could just, oh, they could refer yeah. back to what they've been taught, you know, what they what their beliefs are. Mm. But if you've got a person who's they could just be a Christian or, or or even an atheist, it could be anything. Well, I think it's just important in this day and age because we're we're we're, we're becoming such a multi cultural and very yes. multi-dynamic country. Definitely. Like if you don't give an answer broadly like you did. Yes. Um, like 
let's say, you know, a little uh, Bob goes to school. Yeah. And, well, his family's different to Bob's family, so yeah. they disagree. Yeah, that's right. Now all of a sudden yeah. Bob's really confused again. But yeah. <laughs> like right. if you're not like if you can give it an explanation of like, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, my dad yeah. said the same thing. Like Yeah, that's right. So yeah. Like, yeah, it's oh, I, I like it. It was just something I went down, yeah, little, no, went down a, a rabbit hole in my own brain of like Yeah, but that's hmm. a really good that's a really good question to ask though, because you know, like we have you know, like we have so many well, there's so many religions now and there's so many different cultures and beliefs all in this, like even within this area that we're in now. Mm. And like you have to, like even from my side of, you know, with the funeral industry and that, you know, you've got to be able to cater to those people and be able to think. So I've been sitting here over the years, the last 20 years, I've been I've been listening to the Catholics, I've been listening to the Anglicans, the Presbyterians, the Unitings, the, the uh, Baptists, the, you know, the... Hey, you know, like, I apologize if that's your religion, but. you know, like, you know, like all of them. So, but you know what I mean, like, yeah, is that them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so all of them. You know, so, but the one thing I can, the one thing I can take away from them all is that every one of them do have a have good a good set of. Um, Morals or, or you yeah, know, the like, moral code's the pretty moral code. um, strong. Like, strong, you yeah. know, unless you're one of those guys that were as you know got taken away because they did naughty things in the church. But <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a story a for a yeah, that's, that's story for a different yeah, well, day. That, well, they weren't really practicing the good part of it, were they? Yeah, so. I'm sure they've got pretty hot fucking feet at the moment. If yeah, they, yeah, uh, if all the stories are true, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Spot on. So yeah, but like it's one of those. Um, the, it's a it's a fascinating topic, right? Isn't it? Because people do get, and it is easy to go down one of those rabbit holes where you're like, you know, like, what is, what is after this? Like, and then you you know you're looking for an answer, but you it's an answer that no one really has. Oh, hundred percent. And you can go down the rabbit hole of like, oh, who made us? God. Oh, who made him? Yeah. Oh, God's God. Who made him? God's God's God. <laughs> yeah, like you can right. go down a rabbit hole real, know, fu- real fucking quick. And then and now now people are throwing in simulation theory and they're throwing in all this other shit. And I'm sitting there going, far out. What's going on? Oh, like, and I don't know. Believe sometimes you really feel like you'd just be happy if you were just like the dumbest, you know, <laughs> yeah. the dumbest person in the room. And you know, I said, "Hey, Brizzy, what happens after this?" And you're like, "Oh, we're going to a disco." And you go, "Okay, it's sweet." <laughs> <laughs> I'll put my shoes on. Yeah, <laughs> I'll make sure I got it. I'll make sure Mum's eyeing me. Yeah. Shit. Like, uh, mate, yeah, it's a it's a fascinating subject in that turn because it's one of those ones where uh, also like people people's interpretations of things as well can be completely different. So you can you know like especially the Bible. And I don't want to go too much in a rabbit hole of this, but you can take a you can take a Bible, and then you can have thousands of different oh. opinions and versions of what those words are saying. All the same words, but all these different opinions about how those words and how you interpret it and what you should be doing with that book and all those sort of bits and pieces. So, oh, hundred percent. I can take that back to work. Like, you know, a D eleven bulldozer has the same fucking manual, and everybody <laughs> seems to interpret how to fix it a bit differently. So, you know, like if we're going down to basics in that regard, yeah. I can only imagine what happens when the bloke who wrote the book ain't here no more. Yeah, like, that's exactly right. That's that's the perfect way to put it. Yeah, shit, yeah. Oh jeez, mate. Yeah, so uh, we uh, we caught up on uh, we caught up on the weekend just gone too. Actually. Yes, we did. Yeah, that was and a that was a ripper of a weekend. That too, was an it? absolute ripper of a weekend. Yeah. But uh, I I uh, 
I was in my element for one really good reason. Um, yep. So for anybody who is curious, we were at the Alpha Blokes Christmas party and uh, I loved it because we were in a room with, what, 40? Yeah. 40 seasoned yarners. So yep. everybody there was good on the chat. Yeah. So we're locked in a room with 40 people who were good at chatting. So <laughs> I was beating yeah. around like a... Like a motherfucker. Like, it was a chat off. Yeah, I got a. I had a nickname when I was an apprentice called Broken Gate because he couldn't shut me up. Like I was, I was quite happy. I just bounced from one to another. It's like, and you get like really excited because you're like, oh, I've been waiting to talk to you. Like, yeah. The big, the, the the best thing I took from it was like, it was funny. Like, how many of those people there I already knew, but I hadn't actually met them. Like, it was funny. Like, I like you got like, hey. Hey, you going, brother? Good to see you, mate. Like, but it was actually the first point of contact I've ever had with that person. But I knew who they were. I knew a lot about them from listening about them and all the bits and pieces. So that in that sort of tripped me out a little bit. Oh, it, you feel like you've you've been so much a part of people's lives for a while, and then you realise, mm. oh, I've never met this dude. This before. is the first time. Yeah. And it was like funny because as we were all coming into the hotel, it was sort of like happening because like, yeah. well, Kenny Brady with you and him, and then Kenny Brady with me and him. Yeah, like, yeah. I've been chatting to Kenny for couple of years like you know just telling yeah. tall tales and stuff we'd never actually met face to face because every time he's down here i'm up there or <laughs> vice versa and it was just like quite funny because like everybody seemed to be having the exact same um thing happen yeah of like, yeah oh, it was a- crazy and then we we're because like before the party even started like i saw you at the at the car park there at the back of your at the back of your cruiser having tailgate beers <laughs> i'm like yeah mate, there you go I'm like so we, we were getting into our work early at the back of the cruiser there having some chat and yarns and all that sort of stuff it was oh, good it was good it was a it was just a good night mate it was a really enjoyable night i it was great it was a good good bunch of people it wasn't it wasn't like Huge. It was just a nice sort of like intimate sort of uh, moment where you get to catch up with everyone and and just good bunch of people, great atmosphere. It was just an absolute pleasure to be a part of it. I was just honoured to be a part of it. Oh, me too. I was just really happy to be there. But it was like good venue choice too. Like yeah, plenty of room for everybody. Yeah, like it they, was. You know, like the you you weren't feeling like you were rubbing shoulders with everybody all night. Yeah. You walk over there and have a chat. You walk over here and have a chat. Yeah. Like it was just. I don't know, just all good. It was it was good all around, and like like the per, like the perfect example. Like uh, that was the first time I met Quentin and his um, Quentin and his wife Sandy from Elite Radio. Up yeah, in yeah. Same, they seem like decent humans, oh, eh? Like, like lovely people, mate. Shout out to them, bunch of legends. Um, but the same thing. Like I already knew about what he was running and what he's doing, all the bits and pieces. Knew exactly who he was. Went up to him, hey man, how you going? I'm like, this. Is the f-. But the funny thing was, like, this is the first time I met him. Yeah, so you know, like it was, it was such a trip. Oh, I just, yeah, I just really enjoyed. Like you, you, you hear the, uh, people tell you know some stories about themselves, and then you go, oh man, I really would love to yeah. ask that person this. And there was a couple of people missing from the night that yeah. I reckon I could sit down with for a long time. But that's a good thing because it means that next time we can there's going to be another yeah, opportunity to do yeah. it. So that's yeah. I don't know. It was just a great night, but. Uh, Gee, the time got away from us. I did, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it did, didn't it? Like, like what? Oh man, by the time I was like, "Holy crap!" Is that the time? I remember three distinct times. It was uh, like nine o'clock. Yep. And it was like peachy, and then it was like midnight, and I think I was slow dancing with Quinn's bum <laughs> um, because she was about to go, and she's like, "I just want to have a dance with somebody." And I said, "No worries, I'll, 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 I'll have a dance up. with you." And then it was me, you and Knuckles going, oh, it's probably time to get out of here. And it was like 3.30 in the morning and I was like, holy, holy. fuck. 
<laughs> Where did that go? Uh, oh, and, no. the, and then the funny thing was the only reason why we left was because they were closing it up. Yeah. Yeah. And I was trying to work out why. I was like, oh, it's not that <laughs> no, late, is it? And then I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. And then because I, like, normally, like I was saying, but, you know, normally I wake up and I'm like, man, I, you know, i got to go. I've got stuff to do. But that was the first time in a long time I've woken up and gone, oh, you know what, I'll just take my time here this morning. <laughs> oh. I might go and have some breakfast and I'll, and then I'll see how I feel. And then I end up, I felt pretty good. I got on the highway. I left Gladstone and I got to Raglan. And I'm like, nah. I'm not good. <laughs> so I pulled over. I had a nap for about 25 minutes at the Raglan pub. <laughs> oh, mate, I felt like I'd been washed and put away wet, eh? Like I was pretty bad the next day. What's your go-to feed, though? Because I, I had yeah. mine yeah. and, uh, like, peeled out a glass and I was like, righto. I, I call it the heart starter. All right, what's that? Uh, you go to Macca's and you get yourself a triple cheeseburger with extra cheese and extra pickles because they, wow. don't, they don't sell the double quarter pounder before 10. Oh. So I like, had to go get the triple cheeseburger. But like you eat that, your chest hurts. You're like, okay, health meter's <laughs> going up. Like, don't recommend that on a daily basis, nor do I recommend it. <laughs> Regularly, but is that, your, is that what you call your like blood pressure up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the artery hardener. <laughs> but uh, it sort of brought me back from death a bit. Mm. Normally, mine is a big brekkie. Oh yeah. So like, I'll I usually I, I usually love to go to like a coffee club or something, and uh, I'll sit there. I'll order an orange juice and a coffee. I'll sit there and I'll suck back on the orange juice and the coffee to try mm. and sort of like get something going there, and then by the time. By the time the uh, big brekkie comes out, I can usually I can get into that if I'm good, mm. if I'm good to, to to eat it. I like it. Yeah, so that's usually my big brekkie. But um, that's you know, but if it's on the run and it's just a dirty old Macca's feed, and it's usually one of those big bloody brekkie burgers, you know, like the yep. ones on the quarter pounder bun. Yep. Yeah, because it's got everything on it. <laughs> yeah. And then I order an extra hash brown and have a coffee with that. That well, usually gets me going. Mm. My other one's a brekkie wrap, like, oh, but yeah. it's got to be the right brekkie wrap. Yeah. So like, can't just be bacon and eggs on a wrap. My my thing is so like, of all places, Dice Art Servo. True. Yeah, I don't know. They sting you for it. Like, yeah, yeah, you're paying for it. <laughs> yeah, you're paying for it. But it's got like sausages. Yep. Bacon, eggs, yep. hash browns, cheese, hollandaise, and barbecue sauce. Wow. And I put Tabasco on it just to really oh. get the motor running. I'm and a big fan of Tabasco. Me too. And I was just like, this is good. And it's not like those little shitty triangle hash browns. Yeah, it's like yeah. the good old yeah. oval hash browns. And that's that really <laughs> makes me happy in the mornings. There's a Dice Art. Shout out to Dice Art. Yeah, right? Shout out to Dice Art. You sting the fuck out of us for fuel and everything else, but you just make a damn good brekkie wrap. Look, man, I don't mind paying for it if I'm getting me money's worth. <laughs> like, so there's this one joint just down the road here, right? And it's, it's at um, it's on the railway line and it's uh, diagonally across from the Great Western Hotel. It's a little snack bar down there. Oh, really? Like old school dynamite, like, you know, like you got the plastic, you got the plastic placemats and like the old school chairs and it's like it's old, old as fuck, but it is the most home style cooked. Like, oh, shout out to her. She's a Absolute legend, man. It's called. It's. I, I think it's just a Denison Street snack bar. I think it's called. Yeah, right. Is it next to the mower repair shop? Is it? Yeah, just around the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never right there. I'm gonna have to give it a go. I never oh, knew mate, it existed. Once a week, I'll once a week I'll go down there and I'll sit in there and have a meal uh, for brekkie, and it's always bacon, eggs, and toast. And she just fucking loads the the plate with bacon and eggs, but like old, like your old old school loaf. 
you know, like yeah. a home style loaf. Not like this fucking Turkish sourdough. Bread. Yeah, Turkish, Turkish bread, bread that you shit. can't fucking chew. <laughs> yeah. Like something like your grandma would cook at home. Like yeah. it's just, you know, on the pan, you know, over easy eggs, a shit ton of bacon and just some old school toast. Mm. Where, do you, where do you sit on fish fingers at brekkie time? <laughs> Uh, I've eaten way too many camp fit meals in my life. I just, you know. Yeah, yes, my wife, mate. She, fuck, we fucking have a laugh at it because when I was a kid, that's all my mum fucking gave me was fucking fish fingers <laughs> all the fucking time. So I'm fucking tapped out on fish fingers. <laughs> I, I get, I get close. I, I, as soon as I can smell it, I'm just like, fuck off. <laughs> oh, and everybody says about the same thing to me. They're like, oh, how the fuck could you? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just institutionalized yeah. from <laughs> camp food. Like, it's just, it feels like home. I yeah. Don't, I don't know. yeah. Like, like and, and it's not because I don't like it. It's because I love fish and I love all that sort of stuff. But like, fish fingers, mate, fucking. <laughs> Mum, shout out to her. She fucking just ruined me with fish fingers. <laughs> shout out McCain's. <laughs> <laughs> that and spaghetti bolognese. She fucking ruined me with spaghetti bolognese too. So when the missus does pass her, I say, please don't do fucking spaghetti bolognese. She said, we're having spaghetti bolognese. I'm like, fuck, I'm having something else. Fuck that. <laughs> Ooh, I made a damn good pass the other night with mud crab of all things. True. Yeah, well, a like, um, little, like, little bit of fresh oil stirs them up in the river. Nice. And um, I got... Oh, bagged out. So, uh, yeah, seven per person. So, yeah, I yeah. seven good crabs. There was a lot of floaters. Like, I caught, oh, gee, I reckon in four pots, probably got 12 crabs. Like, really? legal size, wow. but just no meat in them. Oh, like, yeah, they, sure. um, like, when they bury themselves in the mud for the, to reshell, they just sort of yeah. use up all their stores and you get them out. They're just not worth anything. Like, yeah. You, yeah. You, like, there is something in there, but if you cook it up, the meat's fucking shitty and yeah. no good. But um, anyway, I had an abundance of mud crab, so I uh, I like trying out a few things with it. Yeah. Picked it all and put it in a pasta, like uh, did the linguine pasta. Oh, I love linguine. Yeah. Oh, me too. Yeah, yeah. And um, just did, so garlic, um, ghee instead of butter, but uh, yeah. garlic, uh, Italian parsley, chilli, so two yep. cayenne chilies, um, sun-dried tomatoes in the yep. pan sort of towards the end. And then um, a heap of cherry tomatoes that I had in the fridge, cut them in half, put them in, salt, pepper, stirred that up and then like right at the end I put the mud crab in it. Yeah. So I, like turned the heat off oh, and then, yeah. just, yep. then just warmed the mud crab up with the, the hot stuff and the, put the pasta in, stirred it all through. And when I was all done, you know, your Romano cheese, it's not quite yep. as strong as Parmesan. Yep. Put that all through it and then a little bit more Italian parsley on the top oh. and I was like... I was like, this is bougie as fuck. It is bougie, bro. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, this is very bougie. Oh, how was that? Was it good? It was delicious. Oh, have like, you done something like that before? Or Yeah, so uh, I'm quite a quite an avid crabber. Like, yep. I, like I was saying to you on the weekend, I'm a good crabber. I'm an enthusiastic fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> flat, I didn't like that one. <laughs> oh, I'm flat out catching a fucking cold, but... Um, usually what I do is I, um, like, if I've got extras, I give them away to people yeah. generally, but, um, like Christmas period, for example, I've got a few days off, I'll just keep going and then, um, nice. I experiment. Yeah. Because I, my favourite way to eat them is, like, the traditional method of, um, cook them in the salt water oh, and yeah. yep. cool them down and eat them that way. Like, yep. still a bloody winner, but my, yep. um... I don't know, I try different things. I'm like, oh, well, I've got one left over, let's do something. Or, yeah. like, I've got one green crab, so I, like, smoked one. How'd that go? It was good. Was I, it? I, I fluked it. 
Yeah. Uh, I think that could be really fucking bad if you got it wrong. Ah, uh, okay. But right um, I definitely need to try it again and see if I can replicate it. Yeah. Um, just before I – I can't remember how bloody long I did it for. I think it was 40 minutes at like yeah. maybe 110 degrees or something yeah. like that, but I'll, don't quote me on that. Need to do it again. I'll, I'll give an update to anybody who needs it. But <laughs> um, I like curry crab, so yep. both Keen's oh, curry yeah. and the Asian curry. I can't remember. I think it's – Looks like little chocolate bar. Looking, oh yeah, um, curry. yeah, yeah. Um, my other favourite one is crab toast. So uh, yeah. So um, people do like the prawn toast, mm-hmm. but um, same thing: Italian mm-hmm. parsley, picked picked crab, yep. parmesan cheese on toast. Oh, get uh, out of here! Like I, I'm, I'm even just a sucker for a good crab sandwich too, mate. Yeah, and then, like, man. Shit ton of pepper on it, some salt. Oh. We might have to do a dead ass crabbing mission. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Do a do a do a vlog. <laughs> hitting some it does a bit of like a dead ass fishing trip. Ooh, That'd be mad. That would be good. That would be cool. River's just there. I was gonna say <laughs> We're close. I'm gonna hold you to it, brother. Yeah, done deal. <laughs> do but you um do you do you record some of the the cooking and stuff that you do with your with your TikTok page and that? Or do you is that more just sort of your own personal bit of mucking around and stuff like that? I do record um quite a bit of the cooking. Yeah. Um I forget to record a lot of it because yeah, I sure. actually don't. Like, it's like it's not it's not a thought in your head. Like, no, you're just going it's just with the like flow and enjoying it and doing your thing. Yeah, the crab was. I was like, "Fuck, what have I got in the fridge?" Yeah, that was literally just like, I was like yeah. I was like, I want to do a crab pasta because I've been eating crab for two fucking days, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want it to go to waste because yeah, like, everybody's got the different opinions. I don't like freezing it. I don't think it freezes well. Yeah. I don't think it's something that you can keep for a long time. I'm much of the same. Yeah. yeah. People are of different opinion. Of course, but for definitely. me, I was like, I don't want to waste it, so I'm going to do something with yeah. it. And I was like, oh, let's do a pasta. And I didn't. I was like, I don't, won't film it because if it's fucking shit, then <laughs> I've just wasted my time because it takes a long time to film stuff. Yeah, it does, yeah. And um, I did it and I was like, fuck, should have filmed that. <laughs> so I do film quite a few, but it's usually when I've thought about it and I was like, oh, this will taste good. Yeah. But um, like with the crabbing stuff and everything, I really want to try and get into that a bit more. Yeah, like I am a troglodyte to say the least. Like yeah, I'm right. a caveman yeah. with technology. Yeah, but um, I really would like to put a bit more effort into filming that sort of stuff just for like a little bit longer. That would be cool because uh, I I find it extremely hard to get a lot of information out in a three minute period or a ten oh, minute period. Yeah, like it's fucking hard. So yeah, definitely. I just like I've recorded a bit of stuff. Yeah, um, like that. Uh, crab emission just gone like that's all recorded now I just need to learn how to actually edit shit yep <laughs> like <laughs> and like yes I've edited stuff before but it's not at that level at it's that not level. it's not when you're trying to do your best yeah like you, you, you're not just cutting and, things together it's sort of and I suppose you want to take your time with it too and make sure that you know you, you really sort of go in depth with what you're doing there because obviously there's a knack to it you can't just throw a fucking pot in the water and hope that something's going to crawl in it. <laughs> so, well, that is yeah. – well, you can, but yeah, I mean, you <laughs> sometimes, can. sometimes there's methods that work yeah. better. But um, for me, it's more so the whole why put effort into it? Like why put 40% of effort into it yeah. when you could just put 100% of effort into it Yeah, and then you get 100% out? Yeah, because if you point. put 100% in and got it wrong – yes then you can really reevaluate and go, okay, I did everything that I possibly could have done. That's a good point. This didn't go real well, yeah. so I need to change it. Whereas if you put a half-assed effort in and somebody said, oh, man, you should have done this better, you don't actually know whether you could have done that because you haven't yes. tried it. So you're yes. like, oh, yeah, next time. And then it just becomes this process of like 
you got to try so much harder and so much longer to do it. But if you just gave it everything the first time, yeah, who cares if you're fucking wrong? Yeah, but you can learn from it. So that's a really good point, actually, man. I didn't really think about that. Do you have a do you have a choice of like do you have what's oh, without giving away too much of your secrets if you don't want to? But like, <laughs> do you have a technique that you like? work with on that because like i i like me i'm a novice crabber like i love to do a bit of crabbing and fishing like in my in in my way of doing things like i always load up the boat to go fishing and i'll throw a couple of pots in to throw out while i'm doing my fishing right so i've got a if i was to just give the the pointers that yep. i think are very helpful first one people have different opinions yes I, through my experience, have found that I cannot catch fuck all in the cheap blue pots that you buy at retail yep. stores. Okay, good. If I buy the expensive ones, I actually do catch quite a fair bit yep. in the same places. Yes. And I go up Thompson's Point, Port Alma, and look, I, I have caught hundreds up yep. there. Yeah. But I reckon on two hands I could count how many I've caught in the cheap pots. Yeah, sure. I don't yep. know why. Yep. I don't know whether it is that they can see them or they can crawl out or what, but I just have found that those pots just do yeah. not yield as much as the others. Yeah, sure. So that's probably my first one. That's probably yep. the, the biggest, biggest one. one. Yep. Um, the second one is bait choice. Yeah. Um, so I have a lot of luck with uh, chicken frames. Chicken frames, yes. In um, yep. the Fitzroy. Yep. Just you're running a risk. Crocs like chicken frames. Okay. Yeah. So you'll find your pots get attacked by crocs more using chicken frames than you would, say, getting the tweed bait. Yeah, sure. Yeah. However, I find in here, and I've done plenty of tests because <laughs> I, I don't know whether it's a fluke or not, and I have found that the chicken frames in this area, I'm not saying in other areas, I'm saying in this area, yep. I, I have found to catch more. Yeah. The third one is um, if your pot comes out of the water at the low tide, Mm, not ah, good. Okay, you want yeah. it. You want it in the water at all the time. Yeah. Um. So, or if you throw it in the high, come back and get it before it's up on the bank because ah, you, okay. you cook them alive. And generally, like if you were a crab and you lived in the water, yeah. Would you go to an area where you could possibly get caught out, or would you stay where it's nice I'd and sa- safe and happy? I'd say it was nice, yeah, nice and safe and happy. Yeah, and also food wise, like yeah. if if it, like they're a bottom feeder, like they pick a scraps. Where are the scraps going to be? They're going to be. Yeah, in, you the, know, in the inlet. Yeah, in the water where the, it yeah. doesn't dry out. Yeah, so, yeah of course. Um, but I usually look for um, diggings, yep. which is where they've actually been chewing into the bank. Like if I see completely smooth, perfect mud flats, you can still catch them there, don't get me wrong. Um, I just haven't had as good a luck. Yeah. Um, so I'll usually punch up the creek a fair bit. And my other last tip is if everybody else is there, there's only so many crabs in the river That's and if point. 40 of us are in one spot, yeah. <laughs> then we've, we're reducing our chances. Yeah. So I, especially at Christmas time, because it looks like fucking rice bubbles in the river. It does, doesn't it? I just punch up until I stop seeing them. Yeah, that's um, a re- they're really good. But they're like really cool basic ones to go by. Like really, that's a perfect way to do it. Yeah, I'm not a professional by any means. Um, one thing that I wouldn't recommend to anybody, and this is just because I, people are making a living. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying – I. I I'm sure somebody's done it at the at the at some point, but people get the shits when you're fucking with their livelihood. Um, pro crab pots are in the river at all times. Yeah, I wouldn't be throwing my fucking pot right beside his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I hope that I don't know. I've never seen him cut a rope. 
Yeah, yeah. But I know it happens. Yeah, yeah. And I know that they fucking drag them away and all that sort of shit. A tip for me would be if you see a pro's crab pot, just throw yours somewhere else. Like tough titties, he got your spot. I'll just put it somewhere else because, well, you're just not giving him him the shits. Yeah, well, that's (laughs) yeah, perfect. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, people, look. I'm not saying that people do, but I'm just saying when 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 people are fucking with people's livelihood, yeah, and that's that's <laughs> that what I mean. You're running, like, you're running more of a risk of getting yourself into a bit of strife, and it's not not saying that it's warranted, but I'm just saying like oh. you could do it unintentionally, but I'm just say like just yeah, you're better off just yeah. Oh, and it could be something as simple as like not cutting the float. It could be the fact that when he checked his pot, he got wrapped up in your rope on his motor. Exactly. Yeah. And like 100%. that's how it got yeah, cut. So yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I'd just avoid dropping it straight on top of somebody else's. Yeah, of course. Definitely. But yeah, those are, those are probably my tips, man. Yeah, that's, they're good tips, man. I appreciate that. That's good because like it's funny because my father-in-law always used to say that to me. He's like, that chicken frames in the Fitzroy. Yeah, I've I've got like a like a couple of tips for keeping them alive. Yeah, yeah. Um, once again, it's personal opinion. Like a lot of people put them on ice straight away. Yeah. Um, whereas I get a Hessian bag. Oh, so yeah. like if yep. you if you really want to look for a Hessian bag that's cheap, go to your local pet store and buy the bed frame sack that you oh, buy yeah. for a dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy sure. one of those and you soak it in salt water. Yeah. So just dip it over the side of the boat, keep that wet. Yeah. And then you can put your live crabs in that and they stay alive. Make sure they're sitting like belly down. Yeah. Um, but wrap them up in that. And as long as that bag is wet with salt water, salt don't water. put fresh water on it because they, they don't like it. Yep. But they'll stay alive. That's Obviously, cool. keep it into like shade. Don't leave yeah. it on the fucking on the front of the boat <laughs> in the sun all day. But, um, <laughs> start partially cooking them. Yeah, it calms them down. So like in the um, old days, people would like snap off mangroves and throw them yeah. in the throw them in the bins and stuff yeah. to calm them down. Yeah. Uh, very illegal. Yep. Okay. Um, yep. That's people, one good tip. <laughs> people do it if the fisheries see you with it though. You in you're in bad times. So um, I don't bother. Finding out if it actually works. Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I don't bother finding out if it actually works. I just use the Hessian bag. It works. They're yep. happy. Yep. Cool bananas. Yep. I don't see them crawling around. Like I can stick my hand on the bag and not feel them move. Oh, true. Yeah, right. Yeah, it just calms them right down. Because um, I find now people disagree. It's personal opinion. Yeah, at the end of, of the day, yep. like if yep. you if you do something else, what we do. This is what yeah, I do. Course, I, yep. I mean, when I'm eating them, this is what I do. Yeah, yeah, of course. I just find when you throw them on ice straight away and you leave them on ice for more than six hours, yep. the, it goes mushy. So I'd much rather um, keep them alive until I'm ready to use them because crab meat in the fridge doesn't last that long. So if you want to keep crabs alive, you can for quite a while because if you want to give them to somebody. Yeah. Like um, if you're taking it down to Nan for Christmas, you can keep them alive for a couple of days in the bags and then take them down, then euthanize them, cook them, happy days. Do you, in your personal opinion, when you cook, do you clean them before you cook or do you cook them whole? I clean them before I cook. Yeah. So – a lot of people like the the mustard, so like the the guts and stuff. They they enjoy that. I yeah. don't. Um, it's much like deveining prawns. Yeah, I sure. think yep. I think it's just like uh, eat enough. Keeps of it. the flesh clean. Yeah, if you eat enough of them, you probably notice it a lot. But if you yeah. don't eat them, out of, like if you eat them once in a blue moon, you probably wouldn't notice. Yeah, it. that's a good point. But I just find I like them better when they're split. Also, they cook quicker. Yep, oh, that's a good point um, too. Yeah. And you can fit more in the pot. Yeah, that's, that's so, a really good point. <laughs> um, like if you're cooking four crabs in a pot, the water takes fucking forever to boil. I've got a turbo cooker, but if you're doing yeah. it on your stove, I just find it. Mm. And you can cool them down quicker. So yes. I, I do – I clean them. Yep. Straight into boiling water, 12 minutes. Yep. On the 12-minute mark, I pull them straight out and yep. I put them into an ice brine. Ice brine. Okay, so, so salt. Yeah, so salt, yep. uh, salt ice yep. in the water, pour them straight into that until they're cool. And yep. I find I get the best – 
sort of method out of that. If you've got absolutely fucking stonking crabs, take it like 13 minutes. Yeah, okay. I'd rather overcook it than undercook it, but yes. I find like your general run-of-the-mill crab that's got like a, you know, a carapace of let's say 17, 18 centimetres, like a good decent yep. crab but not like a fucking Stanage Bay 22, 21 <laughs> centimetre fucking workhorse. Stauncher. Yeah, ones that's <laughs> going to bite the back of the fucking boat motor and break it off but – that's what I sort of find yeah. um, to be my happy spot. And same with prawns. When you're buying um, frozen prawns for Christmas, yep, I find defrosting them in a salt brine works pretty well. Well, that's one thing I did find that. I, there was a mate of mine who used to, <clears throat> every year, he'd, he'd bring uh, like a five kilo frozen green prawn pack yep. that you could buy off him and then, yeah, you defrost them in that brine and then... I th- actually, no, no, he did do that one year and then we had to cook them. But the other year he actually, they were already cooked. They were snap frozen, cooked already, and we had to defrost them in the brine. They were already cooked. Mm. So, yeah. I just find it works nicely because I've, I've, I've cooled the crabs down in water that doesn't have salt in it before, and I just found it just pulled all the flavour out. Really? Of it. Yeah. Yeah, just, I don't know. I, I felt like I, I'd done a yeah. bad thing. Yeah. Do you, do you do a bit of fishing while you're waiting for the crabs, or do you just run them out and then come back? Depends on how much of a time frame I'm on. Yeah, if sure. I have the opportunity, absolutely. I'd yeah. lo- I'd, there's nothing I like more than flicking around and having a having a play. Yeah. But um, where I go takes a bit of time to get to, sure. especially if I'm in my tinny. Yeah. Because I've got just like a little rooftop that I go up all the back of the creeks with. Oh, yeah, sure. Yep. I don't go so fast. So <laughs> <laughs> sort of depends what I've got on. But yeah. um, if I've got like a Saturday spare yeah. – um, which will probably be like Sunday this week. Yep. Um, yeah. Go run them out. Yep. Um, leave them in. I'll fish fish the high. Happy days. Come back later. Cool bananas. But then generally I'll leave them in again. Yeah, sure. Let them get, leave them in there for the low and then come back. So I do two tides. So I do a high, yep. do a low. Happy days. Happy days, yeah. Um, but yeah, I enjoy it. Like I said, I'm an enthusiastic fisherman. I'm not a great fisherman. <laughs> um, as kids, uh, we did a lot of... Um, uh, like a lot of crabbing, a lot of bait netting, yeah. uh, a lot of cast netting, yeah. um, spearing and like hand spearing and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, we did like beach fishing. Yeah. But um, like that, with the big like. Yeah, yeah. So like the boat fishing wasn't yeah. a big thing. Yeah, sure. Um, obviously now that I'm fucking bigger and uglier, I, I like going out <laughs> the boat. And <laughs> like going out wide is good. Yep. And I, I catch fish when I go out wide, but uh, the knack of like hunting threadfin and barra and stuff like that, um, not something I'm good at. Yeah. yeah uh, sure. I've, I've caught them, mm. but it's not something I'm good at. It's yeah, sure. uh, like it, it's definitely something I'm enthusiastic about. Yep. And trust me, there is more trips than I can count that I've come back with absolutely. Fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> I still enjoyed myself though. Yeah. Like it's it's one of those things of like I just enjoy the fact that I've got a day off and I can do something that is all me wanting to do it. So Well, it's the old saying, isn't it, mate? Like was it was it <laughs> bad days fishing bits a good day of work, whatever it yeah, is? Yeah, hundred percent. And like this year I'm going up to Cooktown for God, I'd have to check this. I think it's three weeks. Nice. So take the boat up there and yeah. start cooked down, and the intention is to just go fishing for three weeks. Oh, beautiful. So take pots up as well because, well, at least I'll get a feed at some point if I take <laughs> crab pots. But, um, yeah, I just want to go to an area where there's not going to be a lot of people up north at the end of the year because it's hot as an Indian's arsehole up there. <laughs> yes. But um, 
And trust me, like I said to you today, I stood in front of your aircon after I got here because I mowed the lawn before I got here and just about fucking had a heart attack. 38 degrees and 54% humidity. Good job, Zayden. Uh, Smart decisions. Yeah. yeah, on the money there, mate. Yeah, fucking hate them. All about good ideas. Bloody, uh, that uh, that Cape trip sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Are you just going to take your time going up there or are you going to pin it straight up there and stay a bit up there and then come back all? Uh, going to meander. So yeah, yeah, okay. If I've, um, like I did the lap of Australia this year going, like punching it. Yeah, sure. Um, I really love not having a plan yep. but not rushing either. Yes. So the the inland on the way up Yep. and then the coast on the way back. Cool. So I, I don't know where I'm going to stay. Yep. Um, I have no idea. Yeah. But that's a good thing because you sort of just drive for a bit yep. and you go, oh, that's cool, let's stop here or, oh, I want to see that and you can pull in. Yeah, that's bad. I'm just giving myself oh, – like, you know, let's say three days to get up there, which is oh, you're doing a fair few k's. Yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like you, you've got the choice of oh, I'll only do three hundred k's today and do eight hundred tomorrow yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But I just want to, I don't know, I don't want to sit there and go right. We're punching up the highway and we're going to do, you know, run the camel train, not pulling over for shit. <laughs> we're going to do eight hundred <laughs> kilometers every day. Like, oh, I yeah. just find that that's no, nah, that's a cool way to do it. But well, it's a holiday. Who's to yeah. say that I'm going to get to Cooktown and it's going to be better than anything else that I've driven past? Well, that's a good point too. Like, yeah, 100%. You know, yeah. Um, like, there's always good stuff. Mm. So, um, yeah, just meander up and then meander back. Mm. So coast on the way back. and. Well, we, um, I find that those are the best trips anyway, mate, when you don't plan anything. 100%. You just go with it. One thing I really want to go back and do um, is, is in Cairns. Yeah, right. So... Um, when I was up there last time, when we did the lat, we did uh, canyoning. So yep. um, that was with Cairns Canyoning as a company, if, if anybody's uh, interested. A like, bunch of legends, like okay, really, yeah, cool. really uh, helpful and accommodating people. Yep. But uh, we did Bahana, apologies of a butcher, yeah, right. I think it's Bahana Gorge we did, yep. uh, which is like the um, one of the water courses for Cairns and it's like phenomenal because you, you dive into this water yep. and you can drink it. Oh, true. Yeah, like yeah. while wow. you're swimming around, you can drink Holy the water. Shit. It's it's good to go and yeah. like going through all these cool things. But I really want to go back and do uh, Crystal Cascades, which yeah. is the other one. So it's okay. uh, it's a bit um, bigger, bit oh, just a bit bigger, bit different. Yeah, um, sure. All that sort of stuff. And I really want to go back and do that. Yeah. So um, it was just awesome, like a perfect hot weather activity because you're in a wetsuit, you're floating like that's a good point. Gorge and Canyon they're yeah. formed by water, so there's yeah. water in there, and it's just. You're not sweaty, you're not hot and you're not fucking flustered because, like, yeah, you're climbing and you're abseiling and doing all that sort of stuff, but you're in the water. Yeah, so of course, like, that's it. You know, yeah, you, things are peachy. Um, I, I absolutely love Cairns, mate. Cairns is a beautiful place up that way. I remember we did, uh, like, it was the same time. It was, like, that summertime. We ended up doing some snorkeling out there on the reef and stuff like that. And, oh, mate, Cairns is beautiful. Oh, nice the reef's vibe close too. Oh, yeah. It was, oh, mate, they had, like, a... I actually had like a permanent sort of like pontoon sort of thing set up out there. So you take the boat, they run you out there, you pull up to this pontoon and then you like you just grab the snorkel stuff and then you can sort of like jump off the pontoon and then the, it's right on the edge of the reef. So you could just like swim along the reef area. So you get a you get one of those, uh, what do they call them? Those, is it the Queensland Groper or is it one of those? That, they'll come up to you. That's right? cool. Yeah, yeah, like he'll like come up and like – He'll like nudge you and like it's you know you get to swim and they get a photo with him and stuff like that and then on that pontoon they had like um they do like lunch and everything for you so lunch is provided and 
That's he spent cool. the whole, yeah, it was absolutely mad. I absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to look that one up. That's, yeah. Because uh, I love cans for that fact. Like, yeah. I think the reef's like, well, the first reef or whatever it is, like 30K out Yeah, or something. it was it's nothing. Like it was so close, yeah. Like, that's proper cool. Yeah, and like, it was just it was just a cool vibe and get out there and have a look. Like, I've never seen it. I've never done anything like it before, so. Yeah, oh, and I'm all about that. I, yeah. I, I just like, like, yeah. You're going on a holiday. You're yeah. not. You're not going on a holiday to go see all the things you got at home. You want yeah. to go do stuff that you can't it's do. Complete. And I was like, uh, uh, we did the same uh, same sort of thing a little while ago. We packed up the car and we were going to Brisbane for something. I can't remember what it was, but we like we're just like our oh, stuff. But let's just stay here tonight. So we pulled into Gin Gin, stayed at the yeah, Gin right. Gin motor in there. We got some dinner and stuff, and then. <laughs> well, like, well, what's around this area? So we just did a quick sort of Google and found that there was like the longest handmade dug tunnel or some shit like that from the 1800s. So we went out there and drove the car through it and had a look. <laughs> and, you know, like it was just a random spontaneous trip. Like it, but it was, you made a memory of it and it was absolutely awesome. And, I, and it's funny because like they're the ones I remember the most is that sort of like crazy little just random trip, had the best. Like motoring burger that you could ever have, yeah, like it was, right. and then just just oh, gin gin just going off tap, mate. It was mad. <laughs> well, I, I, I would have driven through gin gin. I'm shit. <laughs> like more times yeah. than I can count. Like yeah. I, I never knew that was there. Like yeah. uh, usually, like it's like the halfway point. It is yeah. for us, and um, I think it's just from like working on the road. You get so used to going right. Oh, it's time for lunch. So yeah. like. I've started when I'm doing that drive to Brisbane, either pulling up in Gingin or Childers and actually yes. going to the pub and having a cannery. That's a really good idea, eh? Damn, it breaks the drive up because you're just like, oh, yeah, right, eh? one more hour to go, go get a crummy and happy days. But you sort of – you can decompress for half an hour and you're like, okay. It I've, does make I've, a difference. Well, you've had a proper break too. Yeah. So you're like, right, okay, cool. Got yeah. another four hours to go because I did it on the bike. Yes. Um, last time I went down to Brisbane on the bike, that was when I started it. And because you – like four hours on the bike's quite a... It's a hard ride. It's a hard ride Yeah, for especially on your back because your eyes are tired, you're paying attention. Like, And I know we pay attention in cars, but... Yeah, but like you've got to pay double the attention when it comes yeah. to the bike. Like you've yeah. got to, you have to. Yeah, the car's got four wheels and if I don't look at the fucking centre line of the road and I'm on a dead straight road for 10 seconds, I'm probably going to be okay. But yeah. on the bike, I'm fucked. Yeah, that's right. So you're sort of like a bit mentally fatigued from it. And uh, I pulled up for a cannery and I got back on and I was like, Damn, I feel good. Like, I'm, 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 <laughs> That's exactly right. Like, yeah. Easy as yeah. I'll do another four yeah. hours. Yeah. yeah. But it, yeah, it's a funny thing because I always like dr I drummed it in myself that I needed to get from point A to point B as quickly as possible, no stops, not even time for a piss. Because <laughs> oh. there was times that the boys used to get the shits for me because I'd buy a I'd buy a Gatorade bottle and I'm like, <laughs> get the extra size cola. <laughs> so I knew I didn't. So if you see any yellow Gatorade bottles in the car, do not fucking touch them. <laughs> it was like the, the cattle trucks, mate. When I was an apprentice, there was this fucking funnel and a hose on it inside the truck. I was like, what's that for? And he's like, never you mind. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Well, because they can't, they can't just pull up anywhere. No, so he right. fucking throws a funnel out the door and pisses it. And I was like, I've worked on this truck, you grub. I've been rubbing my hands on the side of this truck. Yeah, I'm fucking doing yeah. your wheel bearings and your, <laughs> half your truck's covered in piss, you bastard. <laughs> so that was like, um, so yeah, the boys the boys got, got wind of what was going on there. They said, don't fucking touch that fucking Powerade <laughs> bottle. <laughs> um, yeah, so, but now, now, I, I, and I don't know if it's just become a part of the, like it's an age thing or... 
whatever the case might be. But now I, I appreciate stopping at random places, trying out the cuisine or trying the meal yep. or, you know, just doing something different mm. and then breaking up the trip itself too. And I don't know if it's just because I'm getting more older and senile and I'm turning. And next thing you know, like give it another five years, mate, I'll be fucking. Oh, actually, I think I've already started. <laughs> like packing my own little fucking tea tea packs, <laughs> the boiling water. Oh, I do the that. Tea yeah, I, I, I bring the coffee because I get the shits. Because if yeah. I go to a hotel room, like, yeah, sometimes the motor needs a little bit of aero start to get running. <laughs> yeah. And when I go to a hotel room and there's one little fucking sachet of coffee, I'm like, that is not enough. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Or they've got the uh, some people might like them. The coffee bags, yeah, not yeah, a yeah. fan. No, like, I'm a, either. I'm a very basic coffee drinker. Yeah. Don't think that I'm going to go order a Nimbuccino or something. No. Like I am, two spoons of yeah. coffee in a cup, hot water, a little bit of cold water. I'm done. Yeah, I'll I, do that. Yeah. Mine's black coffee, no sugar. Yeah, yep. all I want is a strong one. Yeah, I'm <laughs> so. exactly the same. And like I'll pile it up. Like just giving me blend forty three. Yep. <laughs> Not yep. Good to go. I'm not worried about brand. I'm not no. worried about anything else. No. I'm worried about sheer quantity. So yep. the so the go juice gets to my brain <laughs> and my day begins. And I want a good bite in it too. Yeah, like I, yeah. I can't, I've got to have it strong too. Yeah, I'm institutionalized once again because it's yep. always international roast on my side. So <laughs> yeah, it's like I want it. I want it to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> that, that one always reminds me of a bad time. <laughs> every time I have international roast, oh, far out. That, that every time I drink an international roast, it's usually got full of regrets and everything in it. <laughs> so, oh. my uh, my advice to anybody listening though is um, some of the best places I've stayed have been because I'd driven past and a hundred times or. Yeah. Whatever and going, fuck it, I'll pull up here. One yeah. of them, like, fucking the beef road of all places, like there's Mackenzie River there. Yep. Um, and I have driven that road over a thousand times and that's not an exaggeration. Yeah. And I thought, I was like, working in Middlemount, I was like, right, I've got to drive home after day shift. And I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to throw the swag in the back. Yep. I'm going to finish work tonight. I'm going to go to my camp room. I'm going to have a shower. And then I'm going to drive to, you know, the campsite that's there. Yep which is only like 45 minutes down the road, I'm going to camp there and then drive home the next morning. That's a cool idea. It was a fat little laugh. Was it really? Yeah, I just had a couple of beers there. I had a little fishing rod. Oh, no. I caught a couple of catfish, like yep. no, no bragging territory here. But it was just <laughs> it was just a good afternoon of I was like, this is actually quite a nice spot. Yeah. And, yeah, you could hear the trucks and stuff cruising over, but I was like, this is actually quite a nice spot. And, like, there's another one that I'd driven past 100 times that I did it at was um, – Funnel Creek, which oh, is yeah. on the old Serena Mulberry. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, Drove past that this morning. Mm. I'm actually, like, this makes me mad at how we are as humans. Like, there's a lot of good humans. There's also a yep. lot of fucking bad ones. Yeah. There is now a camera set up at that. Like, oh, that is just a random-ass campsite really? on a road. Now they've got this big camera in the center of it. I'm like, what the fuck has happened here that they need that? They like, need to be doing that sort like, of shit. That makes me so mad that fucking people are doing all the wrong fucking things that, like, for for the council to do fucking anything, like, yeah. it has to be, like, alarm stations. Like, look at the Bruce Highway. Yeah, they don't course, give a yeah. fuck about that. No, like, for you to get right. a, For you to get a camera at a campsite, yeah. like, what the fuck happened? Shit's been going on there, yeah. And it's sad. It's sad <coughs> to see that stuff, mm. right, you know, because, um, you know, fucking, fucking ruins it for everyone else, you know. Oh, and, like... And it's the one percenter. It's the one, that one percent... It of is. people that does that do something stupid that fucking ruins it for everyone else. Oh yeah, and I got really, really um, like annoyed 
uh, on the trip around Australia because like you see all these pretty things, you're like, oh, I'll just take a photo. Man, I'd have to play 52 pickup every time I went to take a photo oh, or something. Really? Like. So oh. it's only because I'm fat, but I've got a rubbish picker upper because <laughs> yeah. I get sick of bending down and picking shit up. <laughs> yeah. But um, fucking game changer in the car. <laughs> but like they, they sell like like people go, oh, you got to cart rubbish bags. So we do, I do trips with our guys. Oh, that's cool. Quite regularly. Um, one thing that I, I found, um, it's a drifter product. Uh, they sell them at BCF and stuff. Yeah. And it's like a heavy-duty garbage bag with Velcro on the top. Oh, true. So, like, they – yeah, I, I don't know what the material is, but it's like a – you container for change bags that they oh, used to like, sell. Oh, yeah, like it's like that – That sort of material. Yeah, yeah, but sure. But it's got Velcro on the top, literally. That's cool. Uh, the last time I used them, like, so like last week, two yep. of them full, threw them up on the roof racks, put a ratchet strap on them, <laughs> and they were good. Like, last, like drive 100Ks, happy really? days. Yeah. Yep, no problems at all. Shit, that's all right. So mine's like, why the fuck is it actually so hard for us to take all our rubbish out? Like, I, I, I took 10 people camping. Yeah. I took um, all the rubbish from 10 people, and yeah. it wasn't that big of a deal. No, no, no. So it just absolutely baffles me how, like, two people go out. Yeah, yeah. And leave their shit there. Mm. But, like, what the part that I the dumbfounds me the most, like, half the time your shit's in your car anyway. Like, why are you fucking You had room to bring it. it? I know, that's what I mean. Oh. Like, man, just throw it back in the car. Fucking hell. I know. It's a bugbear of mine, but oh. I just... I, oh, that's a good trait to have, mate. I mean, honestly, like, it doesn't take much to, for people to fuck that shit up too. And the next thing you know, they're going to fucking cordon it off because people are ruining it. Yeah, and it, like like you said, it doesn't take much for people to clean up, but it also doesn't take much for them to go, fuck it, we'll shut it. Yeah. That's exactly right. You know, especially some of these places that we're very privileged to go to. So, like, um, you know, there's a lot of hot springs and stuff like that in um, the northern parts of Australia and also, like, sort of crossing going through Mount Isa and out towards that way. And, like, those are very, very special places to... Sacred. Yeah, to the people who are from that area. They're very special and very um, easily... Affected by human like beings, yeah, and like yeah, they, they let people see it, and like it just it worries me that oh, we're going to destroy these things that took tens of thousands of years to create because it's right. made by hot springs and like all yeah. that sort of stuff. Tens of thousands of years to create, and ten seconds to fuck it up. Yeah, and you get and some I, fuck with it. Yeah, and I just—I don't know. I just want to be I able know. to oh, want to be able to take my kids around and show them all the cool shit that I've seen without somebody fucking it up for yeah, us. Yeah, that's right. Instead of having to just drive past and go, used to go. Oh, back in my day, you used to be able to actually go over and have a look at that fucking thing. Yeah, instead of describing it to yeah, them, you can yeah. actually just show fucking, them. Yeah, show them that. Yeah, oh, mate, I, that puts a B in my bonnet. I remember when. Um, Speaking of fucking picker upperers, yeah, I love it. He's a game changer, Look, I mean, it is a game changer. I, when you know when they first started that um, ten cent, the ten cent, yeah, never seen cannon. Rocky cleaner. Oh mate, fuck did that clean up real quick. <laughs> I I remember I put a fucking plastic tub in the back of my car and I put mm. one of those picker upperers and every time I would stop to pull over and have a bit, I'd have a look around. Oh yeah, sweet, I could tick that up, put that throw them. I was cleaning everything up, mate. Imagine if I was they getting off, money for it. Imagine if they offered, <laughs> uh, you know, five cents for five durry butts. Yeah, <laughs> Damo would be making a killing in Rocky. <laughs> yeah, shit. Well, yeah. they'd pick them up anyway, but they'd turf the butts out afterwards. I'm, I made a, I made a visual, um, I made a visual uh, thing the other day. Actually, I said to, uh, I think I might have said it on the podcast. Um, I feel sorry for the old 
the old Durry picker uppers these days because everyone's vaping. <laughs> so, like, yeah, they're all sucking on the douche fruit, and Damo's having a hunt twice. So. I know that's it. Poor Damo's going hard out these days. It's, t- it's tight, you know. Having a look around, the rare as rock and roll shit picking up dumpers these days. So no one's buying the fucking things. Now I, I hope they actually hear this one day. Yeah. So I know you don't have a fucking ailment, mate. So I don't care. So parked in Murrumbah this morning at the Coles, yeah. and I had you know. One of your workmates' crew with me, who has just had a like a a big operation on his knee where they cut part of the oh, bone shit. out. Yeah, right. He's only just walking again, and we've parked in the normal people parks, and then none other than the Ford Ranger <laughs> pulls into the fucking disabled park out the front of it, and three gym bros get out, oh, and first kidding. thing they do is suck on the douche flute, oh. walking to Carl's. I was like, <laughs> I was like, could you meet the fucking stereotype anymore, mate? Oh, and I, I wanted hell. to say something, and then yeah. I find out that he's got like anal bifida or something, and then I'm the asshole. But I was like, you know what? I've actually got somebody who's like fucking hobbling around yeah, because yeah, he just had a knee for him. <laughs> like. I'm sorry, but Carew's struggling to walk through the door more yeah. than you are at the moment, mate. That's right, yeah. Like I get that there's diseases that we can't see, but he yeah. he had no issues walking through that door. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Maybe just the fact of him sucking on one of those things gave him the permit. That was that was me. I was like, it was the fact that there was three of them. I was yeah. like, you know, like, oh, mate, that's fucking funny. Uh, I just, I just, yeah, I made a visual observation. I made an observation that the other day. I was like watching this guy walk up the street, and like, no, I. Because normally at the back, you know, at the back there, there's you get the re- you get the the regulars mm. walking down the laneway, and they they're usually going up and down, cruising for durry butts and that sort of stuff. And I was like, these poor bastards will be working their ass off to get those durry butts these days. <laughs> Cause, oh mate, because those are the, yeah, because those things are red. You know, they're red hot. You know, those what did you call them? Douche flutes. Douche flutes. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Dories yeah. are too expensive. Too. Oh, they I don't, are, they reckon, are, I don't they reckon people are throwing them out with a bit left to get. No, they'd be, to go. they'd be fucking putting it out, putting them back in their packets. Yeah, <laughs> fucking hell. And you can, oh, Jesus. You, for anybody who's never smelt the smell before, like it's hard to imagine, but like walking, there's two places that you can experience it. You walk through Northside Plaza or you walk through Coles on Alma Street. <laughs> oh, sorry, Bolsover Street. <laughs> and when somebody's smoking a fucking rolly made out of dumpers, that is a smell that will out, outlast religion. Holy <laughs> fuck. Like, yeah, it's just like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's, oh, geez, that brings back memories. Uh, uh, no, it's funny how... Um, yeah, well, that's just all so socially acceptable by these days. Mine's a mine's a whole germ thing. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. you've just gone and picked up a bag of dumpers. Like, yeah, like I don't, I don't know if burning it like gets rid of the diseases and shit. I'm not a doc- uh, okay, I'm not no, a doctor. Yeah, yeah. I'm a mechanic. But yeah. like, surely to Christ, that is not yeah. a good. Practice. It can't be. It's it good. Can't well, you be think good. you think that you'd be same sort of thing we we're talking about before. You'd be. Escalating the risk as you catching something or getting something, I guess. So, on the disease front, I'm going <laughs> to yeah. derail this. Yeah, okay, right. But um, it's to do with me, Han. Have you ever had somebody like ask you or say to you, "What do you? What do you? What brings you here? Or what do you do for work?" And you just yeah. fed them out of rot. <laughs> no, it all depends. I had a success story. Yeah. 
better than any other I've had the other oh, really? day. So I, I stole part of it but improved a bit of it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Heidi, I'll give you some credit for the idea. <laughs> I improved upon it though and I did, did talk to him about it last okay, night. Yeah, okay, cool. <clears throat> so um, somebody said to me, they're like, oh, what brings you up here? And I said, oh, yeah. I, um, I was competing today. He's like, oh, what are you competing? And I said, oh, I'm a competitive koala skinner. <laughs> and I said, before you fucking tell me what I know you're going to tell me, I said, mate, 30% of the koala population, recent, you know, this year and every other year dies because of a chlamydia-related yes. death. I said, now, we can't actually catch chlamydia from koalas. I said, and 4,000 koalas are killed every year on Australian roads. So what we do is we hold an event and we euthanise the koalas with chlamydia that are only going to wipe out the rest of the population and we do a skinning competition because it raises money for the other ones so we can do the growth and rehabilitation of the yeah. rest of them. And he goes, oh, fucking hell. He's like, so what, is it like hard? And I said, yeah, it's really fucking hard, man. I said, I struggled for quite a while. And he's like, well, what's the trick to it? And I said, well, mate, I said, I used to do it the conventional way with, you know, your generic skinning knife. And I actually went over to New Zealand where the fur trade for possums is quite, you know, rampant. I said, and, you know, a good mate of mine, Jeff, he showed me something different. I was like, he actually used a karambit. I said, because it's better to get around the back of the spine around the rib cage because yeah. they're quite small. I said, a lot of people are only used to skinning large animals. I said, especially when you're trying to do it on a time frame. I said, so by using a modified karambit, I've knocked four seconds oh, off my time. Christ. I said, there's actually only one dude who gives me a run for my money, but because he's getting older now, he's got a bit of arthritis, so I've been able to take the charge. I said, but it's a fucking bit of an act to it, eh? And he's like, fucking hell. <laughs> And I'm just just a just a young impressionable fella, yeah, and he's like yeah. fucking hell. And I'm like sitting there, and I was like, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. Yep, he told somebody. And then yeah. they just, I was just like, yes. Oh shit! You know, if you heard that, but I'd be I would have been sucked right in with it too because it was so it sounded so official. Well, I've tried it a couple of times. That's yeah. probably my best knack of it. Yeah. Um, the first time they're like, oh, yeah, fair enough. And then they're like, ah, you fucking yeah. This time he's just like strolled out and I was like, I have done well here. <laughs> I, I sold it. I sold it. Oh, shit, that's awesome. Well, uh, it triggered, uh, the other reason why I remembered that was because of the disease with the dairy bus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but every now and then you just got to fuck with someone. Oh, of course you do. you got to have some fun with it. As I like, as like bloody um, knuckles, he he was always good for that. He'd always tell people he was a second hand hubcap dealer and he was a fucking duck milker and he's <laughs> he'd, tell, he'd tell them all these different yarns of what he did for a profession. Oh <laughs> mate, it was fucking hilarious. That duck milker one was good. I love that one. That was always a good one. Oh, Telling how much he get. Oh yeah, you get a couple of these out of a duck. People <laughs> listening are going what? <laughs> I had to explain to my niece uh, that a duck. Oh, sorry, not a duck, but a chicken. Like the like, where's the egg coming? Oh, out? yeah. But like the fact that the egg was coming out of the bum was a bit of a foreign. <laughs> oh. Yeah, like is it like? Oh. So it's poo. <laughs> well, one of my mates, he's just like straight up come out with the exact technical time, oh, like really? term for it. And I was like, you're a concrete. How the fuck did you know that? <laughs> what did he say? TikTok? No, <laughs> no, I, I can't remember, but it was just like so fucking random. Yeah. It was just like. No, oh, you that. last person you expect to. Yeah, it was just like know the it. confident, just like, oh, yeah, that's what it's hey, called. Blah, like, blah, the, blah, blah. The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even know what you call it. I can't remember. 
No, oh, I was, I know it comes out as butthole. <laughs> so yeah, I was saying like the multi-use shoot because I've only got one. Like. <laughs> the multi-use shoot. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. I love, I love, your, I love your technical terms of it. Uh, I always put it as in I'm not smart enough to think of real big towny words like, you know, big yep. long ones like umbrella. <laughs> 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 like I said thanatophobia before, but I practiced that in the car. <laughs> Is that what you're doing in the mirror when I turned up? You're like looking in the lip. I was like, exactly right. Thanatophobia. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, if I can understand it though, that means everybody else has a red yeah. hot shot. Because chances are they might have paid more attention in school than but, I did. <laughs> but the way that you describe it, everyone can understand it. Well, that's good because. It, Jesus, I'd need some people to do some explaining <laughs> to me. Well, you're doing well, brother. <laughs> I understood every bit you were saying. Well, good. Yeah, good, that's good. good. Oh, shit, oh. mate. That's bloody fantastic. So what's the plan for Brizey during Christmas, mate? Mate, I so Christmas time every year we usually uh, pack up the caravan and we take it down to Emby Park. We leave the, we leave the caravan down there for uh, four weeks usually, so I have that. So it would be like from oh, roughly the 12th, 11th, 12th of December to like the 8th or 9th of January. Damn, that's, yeah, a, good, so, that's a good stint. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, we, you know, it's like one of those ones where I'll make with the mower. Yeah, he campsite <laughs> <Yeah>. for you. <laughs> we used to do that every year at Keppel Sands. Did like, but like when I was like a, you know, yeah. knee high to a fuck <laughs> grasshopper, um, the old boy and old girl used to take the caravan up to Kevil Sands and stay yeah. there and same thing. Like same thing, yeah. Seeing brush cutting under the caravan. <laughs> yeah, so they come up, so I'm going to start paying him, see. Well, I felt sorry for him. Like, uh, the, the caretaker of the park at that time was uh, Bill Bull. Oh, yeah. Okay. And uh, he actually had lead poisoning as a kid. <laughs> so, really? Um, he wore calipers on his legs. So, like, oh. the, the brace on his yeah. legs that connected to his boots. Oh, he used yeah. to roll around all day on the brush cart of the mower and everything like that. Yeah. Now, I sit there and go, gee, my knees are sore in the morning. <laughs> like, I wake up sounding like a fucking glow stick. And I'm like, oh, man. Like, but, I can't even take one rock to the shin. Like, ah, oh, mate. Ah. I, like, I'm, I'm pretty confident that, like, if a child was in danger. Yeah. I would do everything in my power to stop them getting hurt. But yeah. if I had to run barefoot across a gravel car park to get to them, like, <laughs> fuck, they might be in danger. <laughs> it's going to be a slow trip. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I've got feeble feet. <laughs> but then you've got, like, this fucking dude in his 70, 70s carrying the old school big steel brush cutter <laughs> with calipers on his oh, fucking legs. Wow. Holy like, shit. No, well, we, uh, we, we usually say that we've been – that's like a – Family tradition of ours, mate, that we've done that for years. I'm talking like, oh shit, mate. Um, well, it was more Chris. It was more Chris's side of the family did it for years prior to that, right? So they they had done that for years, and then sort of like I come along the scene and join in on the family, the family um, outing each year. They used to keep a caravan down there permanently down there. That's and cool. It, yeah, like back in the day when it cost like. You know, 25, 30 bucks a week or something. Yeah. You know, like, you know, that was power and water and everything. Um, now you'd be lucky to get it for 60 bucks a night if you. If yeah. You, <laughs> yeah. It's good that you just keep up the tradition, though. Like, oh, really, yeah. I, I like when um, families have that, they have the thing. They have the thing, yeah. They have a thing that yeah. they always do without yeah. fail. And it's sort of like it instills into the kids that, like, that's a good thing. Like, you got a tradition. Yeah, yeah, that's it, a tradition. And, like, the kids, mate, the kids, they love it. And we love it too. And 
that four weeks, mate, like if I if I don't have to work, I won't. And I'll try and stay down there as much as I can. Obviously, we have the flexibility that if, if you know, heaven forbid, if I had to work, I could. I can come mm. up for the day and then go back. Um, but, you know, like in those times that we're down there, mate, like I just beach bum it. Like I'm talking like just um, no shoes, just barefoot, pair of boardies, half a time. No shirt, just perfect. <laughs> yeah. See, Fish I got I got to worry about that down at the beach because the Chinese will throw a fucking harpoon <laughs> at me. But <laughs> <laughs> I feel you though. I do enjoy yeah. it. I love. I just love that whole just. And then like we get back to basics too, mate. Like we'll, you know, like because like social media and all that sort of stuff is pretty limited down there. Like we've got our phones and stuff, but we'll like we'll play board games. Yeah. We'll we'll play cards. We'll, Big fan. You know, sit outside the, the you know, back in the day it was the uh, annex and, you know, we'd we'd have the, the shitty little dim light and you'd have the fucking mosquito coil going and you have a playing a deck of cards, mate, and it's just the absolute best. Oh, so one that um, – so a big fan of board games around the yep. um, campsite and for you and anybody else who's curious uh, – Fucking funny one is called Telestrations. Telestrations. So um, essentially what you do is you get a – like everybody's got a notepad yep. and a pen yep. and it's like a whiteboard sort of thing. Okay, yeah, And sure. um, you draw out a card and it'll tell uh, like – I can't remember quite how you get the number but you'll you'll be assigned a number, right? Yeah, sure. And on the card, like nobody knows what your number is, nobody knows what thing you've got but you've got yep. to draw something. Okay, yeah, sure. So you draw that and yeah. then what happens is uh, it rotates around and then the person has got to write down what they think that is supposed to be. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then whatever they've written down that it's supposed to be, they hand it to the next person and they've got to draw that. Ah. And then it keeps going around and you sort of see by the end of it like how, how far it's gone. And I don't know, I'm making it sound shit. No, no, it's good fun. <laughs> it's, no, it's, yeah, 100%. It's, it's definitely one that, um, true, like our family circle, friend circle, it's yeah. been a good one, but it's good for the, like, the kids have like a fat time, but yeah. If you were just to play it with adults, it's still good. Yeah, it's good. Like, yeah. It's all well and good doing the, like the monopoly, and then you know you want to punch your brother or punch your sister <laughs> or whatever. You know, you know you flip the table every like Teddy's right out of the cot, or you're playing you know, and yeah. somebody's you know you reversed know, you. Yeah, you know gets fucking old, but, yeah. or like the kids aren't old enough to like. I love playing like euchre and hearts yeah. and stuff, yep. but yeah, oh, yeah, like yep. if. You know, people have never played it before. It's the most boring game in the fucking yeah. world. But um, I like the diversity of board games. Like, I'm a big Scrabble fan. I love Scrabble, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I and Upwards was another one that I used Upwards to enjoy. Upwards, yeah. Um, we also, we're big fans of Boggle. Yeah, we I like Boggle. Making, making words out of that little grid as well. Um, and also to um, – well, last year we were playing Boulder Dash. Have you ever played Boulder Dash? I haven't played Boulder Dash. I have it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> mate, we've – that's an old. That's one of those old traditional games that we've played over the years, where you've just got to make something up, like foolish, make it believable so people choose it, even though it's not the right one. And then you yeah, get the points, right. so you can really spin some yarns, eh? Like, to yeah, right. get people believing that that's the correct, the correct terminology, or that's the correct answer to that. Ah. But it's full of shit. So, I like it. yeah, yeah. So if you're good at spinning a yarn, it's a good game to play. Well, I might have to clean up at Chrissy time. Like. I reckon you'll smash it. <laughs> <laughs> Good on the yarn. Yeah. Also can tall, tall. I sometimes <laughs> suffer from tall poppy syndrome. Yeah. There was always this one that we go back to. We always refer it. It's a good mate of ours, Phil Gosden. 
he um, he goes, this uh, one of the questions was like, what det- uh, just describe the word glip? So just glip, G L I P, and he put <laughs> slipping on wet grass. <laughs> he glipped. Well, we just fucking we lost it. Like it was just it was the most simplest thing. Like just slipping on wet grass, he glipped, you know. So, and then we we hung shit on him for years over it. And then this one day we're watching this fucking F one um, uh, on TV. We're watching the F one, and this fucking. Uh, F1 cars gone and hit the grass and then gone back and, and then now it's like, oh, he's fucking glipped. <laughs> so like, everyone's like, oh, oh, Shit. did you just hear that? Is that an actual <laughs> word? He clipped, he slipped on the wet grass. You know, so it was just like one of those crazy, um, it's just one of those funny things that sort of worked like that, you know, but. And then uh, we just play the normal, normal card games and stuff as well. Oh, yeah, because it always used to be like a drip. I won't. Say the names of the people because it sounds yeah, yeah. fucking horrible yeah. if you if you weren't there. But like we always used to do like um, Boxing Day catch ups at um, one of your mates' houses because yeah. uh, he always used to have a tradition of uh, being at Mum's house for Boxing uh, Day. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. And uh, one year we're there and we're playing Cards Against Humanity. Oh, and now his yeah. cousin has um, cerebral palsy. Okay, yeah, sure. And he was playing. Oh yeah, sure. And now my other mates brave. Yep. So it was like. Is the so the guy that had cerebral palsy was the one reading out the cards, right? And he got to read the sentence, What's worse than a bus crash? And the next card was having cerebral palsy. <laughs> and all you hear him is go, You're a you're a dick. And I'm just like, I was like, just in utter fucking disbelief. I was like, Oh, it fucking happened. <laughs> And like he was like he was laughing, he was, was having he? a fat time, but uh, I was just like I was like, really? You couldn't have just <laughs> You had to. You couldn't <laughs> the fucking balls on him. I'll say anything to anybody, yeah. but I just am not uh, brave enough to go after somebody with a, with a fucking disability. Not like that anyway. No, he wasn't like, that blatant. Yeah. Oh that oh jeez, the balls on him, eh? Oh, I was uh, just like, holy fuck. Fuck man, <laughs> I um, there's what the one game that we played. I I don't know where we got it from, but I don't know what it was. But it was a it's a card game where the two of us would play, and I guess it's sort of like the same sort of principles as you know, but it, with just a normal deck of cards where it's like, um, the number the number two was a pick up two, and the number three was a pick up three, um, and then you could you could follow. You can follow, it's like running the cards. So you can run the cards like you gotta go two, three, four, five, yep. six, seven, eight. I um my uncle Stephen, I think, yeah. showed me that when Did I was he? a young fella. I can't quite remember it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's you, like you, you can you end up lining them all up though, don't that's you? That's right, yeah. It's yeah. like a you can go you go you can go the numbers, you can go the suits, and then like a seven or a six is a reverse. It was something like that. But we mm. I don't know if it was like a bit of a like a hybrid of what we sort of made ourselves or a bit of a traditional I can't even, I couldn't even tell you the name of it, but we just call it pick up two. <laughs> Plenty of people are listening. Yeah. Somebody might help us yeah, out. Somebody might reach out. <laughs> yeah. It's called blah blah blah, dickhead. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell, mate. Yeah. So nah, but that's that's our that's our traditions, mate. And like we'll um we'll just stay down there the whole time. Christmas time we usually 
do the family thing. We'll catch up with family members or, you know, we might even, we usually might go back home and do it all at home just so that it's, it's all, we do all the official stuff. Because we do like to, especially, you know, especially Christy, my wife, she loves to, she loves to put on a bit of a show with, with the food and all the bits and pieces like that. She always cooks a mean, you know, mean feed and everything like that. And um, so, you know, normally we might do that on the, on the Christmas and then Boxing Day we'll go, you know, we'll go back down the beach and, and party on and stuff like that. Yeah. I <laughs> last year I ended up being but like a bit of a um like a bit of a cocktail, a bit of a you know, ma- I was like ma- making mixes. What was all. your signature? Uh <laughs> it was green it was like gr- that green apple sa- that sour green apple thing. Yep. Vodka and, <laughs> and like monster. Like a green apple monster energy drink or something like that. It was fucking violent. Talk about artery hardening. Yeah, it was bad. Ooh. Yeah, it went into my fourth monster energy drink. <laughs> it's like when somebody makes a punch, what's in it? Uh-huh. That's exactly what that was like. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's so that's my Christmas plans, mate. What Are you just going to be up that way up north for your Christmas area or so Christmas time? So the plan is to punch up there around Boxing Day. Oh, so just um, after, right? Eh? So Chrissy at home. So I'm like, not that we've got like thousands of people coming or anything, but yeah. I'm hosting the family oh, nice. uh, brunch yep. this year. Nice. Um, so we usually do brunch. Obviously, brunch normally goes from like yep. fucking nine o'clock until like when everybody wants to go yeah. home. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'll do the spread this year. So last year it was my sister. Uh, year before that was the parents. Yep. So uh, it's rolled back around to me again. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so put some put some food on. I've had requests because um, usually like we all bring something to other people's houses or whatever. And last year I did a, a ham, but I um, put it in the slow cooker for quite a while first. Yeah. And then I glazed it with um, cranberry and honey. Yeah, sure. And put it straight in the smoker. Oh, and, nice! Um, but a hot and fast, so I put the yep. I, like a glazy outside of it, and it was a pull apart but glazed ham. I had to be so careful oh, with it because wow. it was ready to fall off the bone. Was it really? Yeah, I was like, "Fuck, this thing's like jello," <laughs> <laughs> but it was fucking really good. So I'll do that oh, again. That's cool. Except this year, I think I'll probably do um, mustard and marmalade. Oh, nice, yeah. Um, yep. But the whole grain mustard seems to go well because it sort of pops off a bit. I like the whole grain mustard, but Me too. too. I'm a bit of a fan of that, hey. Yeah, I use the, uh, the like the American style mustard yes. as a binder when I'm smoking meats, but for like doing a, a roast, I really do like yeah. the whole grain stuff. Yeah, me too. And um, I'll do uh, because some people don't like eating it, I'll get like a normal chicken. But uh, my nana's thing was always something called terrine, okay. which was uh, turkey stuffing. Yeah, so right. I want to stuff one with terrine. So terrine, fucking Cam and Quinn and Tommy, I reckon would. Curl their fucking nose up at this, <laughs> but it is giblets, hearts, kidneys, and livers. True. You chop them up very finely. Yep. Um, and I mean, so giblets have got a lot of gristle in them. You got to put yep. them through a food processor, otherwise you oh, just get a, okay. You get a bit of bone and stuff like yep. that in there. It's no good. You can take your giblets out and substitute it with other shit, but um, get those. You get uh, allspice or um, Italian herbs. Yep. Allspice is not as easy to get these days. Um, so Italian herbs, uh, pepper, yep. bacon. Yeah, right. So a um, little bit of raw bacon. Uh, what else? Breadcrumbs. Yep. So either panko or normal breadcrumbs. My favourite thing is my dad, every day, 
without fail for my entire fucking lifespan has made a loaf of bread every day. Yeah. So he's always got old oh, ones. So you yeah, of course. use the stale yes. bread that he's made to do the breadcrumbs because the crust is always really thick on yep. those ones and it makes good crumb. And uh, put a bit of garlic in that. You mix it together into a meatloaf and stuff the turkey with it. Now, with the other stuff, you make a meatloaf out of. So you leave it uncovered in the oven. Yep. So, But it's really, really strange. The one that you cook inside the bird comes out pink. Really? The one you cook in the oven comes out looking like meatloaf. Really? Yeah, they, they're two different colours. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Really? Two different colours. It tastes – I like the taste of it. I am not a picky eater at all. Yeah. I, yeah. I eat everything. I really enjoy uh, cooking tongue like corn meat. Yep. I really enjoy lamb's fry. I really like yep. steak and kidney. All of these things are good. I eat I crumb and poach cheap brains. Yep. You know, deep fried testicles taste fucking good to me. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So like, I like yeah. the taste of it. I can understand if somebody sits there and goes, fuck that. <laughs> but it's just, it's it's something that every um, Christmas sort of period my nana would make. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so I do that every year. Oh, um, that's cool. And I've fed it to my mates and they're like, oh, that's really good. And then you tell them what it is, they're like, fuck. They're like, holy fuck. Like, um, yeah. Glad you didn't tell me. <laughs> I wouldn't eat that because like the the hearts, livers, and kidneys in there. Yeah. Oh, it's like the same could, mix. They're just like. I could imagine it'd be full. Like it's very. It'd be very flavored. Yeah, it's very, very strong um, flavored. Yeah, so it's one yeah. of those things. Of it, it is a stuffing. You don't yeah. just sit there and hoe into it yeah, by right. itself. Yeah. But it's like a nice little. I hate the Woolies rotisserie chicken stuffing. Yeah, it's. So, I think it tastes like clag glue with yeah. a bit of salt in it. It does. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, well, you see, you could, but you could get away with that because it is a stuffing. There's nothing going to permeate through the tissue, so it'd be. Yeah, you know. I've done other stuffings where yeah. I just use mints or yeah. something like that. But um, for me, that one's that one's Nana. Yeah, like, I do that because that's what Nana did. Yeah, that's a cool thing to do. There's one, there's one thing that I always remember too, and it's my grandfather. He does. He used to do every year, and I, I did it for quite a few years leading up until uh, we moved out. I used to do it here all the time. Um, he would do a turkey on the on the Weber every Ooh, every year. That's hard to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> every year he did a turkey on Are the you Weber. You're talking the like the charcoal Weber. Charcoal Weber. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every year. Yeah, that's yeah. That, if you could nail it, it's yeah. the best way ever. But yeah. it's not. It's it, not easy. It's a, it's a lot of meat. Like yeah. a turkey's a big bird, and it yeah. doesn't cook no quickly a, at all. Yeah, I, mate, I've stuffed it up plenty of times. <laughs> turkey's a, a turkey is a hard meat it, to get right. Like it is. turkey breast. Yeah, can end up being like a fucking sponge. Yeah, oh, definitely. Well, not a sponge, but dry as fuck. Yeah, or like 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 a leather football. Yeah, like um, <laughs> I'm sure John Austin could fucking nail it, but I haven't tried a turkey on the old charcoal Weber for a while. But yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to him too. Actually, he's, an, he's a he's nice bloke. Fucking decent yeah. dude, eh? Like yeah, really, just legend. a he's he. I don't know. This is supposed to be flattering for anybody. He's the dude who I hoped he would be. Yeah, like, that's right. Yeah, like, yeah. He, he, I, like watching him, you sit there and you go, "Man, he's a good dude." Yeah. And I'm glad that when I met him, I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, he's a good dude." So yeah, no, shout out to him. He's a bloody legend. Yeah, mate. yeah I was having a yarn to him. He's a, he's a top bloke. Yeah. So done no. a lot of shit too. Yeah, 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 like definitely heaps of stuff. So. Yeah, very interesting character. Mm. So it was lovely to meet him, mate. Um, I, mate, I. <laughs> 
just made me hungry. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. I didn't think we'd uh, delve so far into the food yet. Nah, but... No, it's great. That's what I love about it. Mm. No, I haven't had anyone talk to me on the potty about food or cooking or oh, like so crab work. Yeah, that's fatty. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Someone well versed. <laughs> Uh, at, 100, at 130 kilos, well, I'm assuming. And muscle. Yeah, people can trust my judgment here. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't think it's all fucking triple cheeseburger, extra cheese, extra no, pickles. No, no, that's only that's only when we're when you're trying to get going for the day. That's a uh, that's yeah. when the motor ain't running. Yeah, and mate, <laughs> uh, shout out to them, but mate, that was a bl- that was a bloody fantastic. I appreciate the fact that. That uh, we got invited to it, so it was, oh, it's just good. Awesome. Eh? Yeah, it's great just to a, catch up with everyone. Just a good day, mate. I appreciate the fact that you took took your time out to come back on again, mate. Like I said, you know, most requested guests to come back on. So I thought, oh, mate, I just enjoy chatting with you. Yeah, like, mate, it's but, a bloody pleasure, isn't it? Absolute yeah, pleasure, and I'm, it really I'm, is. The good thing for me is like it, it, it's a good excuse to catch up with people. It is, like it, it it's, is. Yeah, we get so busy, and I'm fucking guilty for it. Like you, mm-hmm. you sit there and go, oh, just next next week, next week, next week, next yeah. week. I'm glad that you've got something where you can you, – you've got a good excuse to sit there and go, fuck it, let's catch up for an yeah, hour. and let's do it. And let's go, have yeah, a chat. Right, let's have a chat. And, like, the thing is, like, I'm bad for that too, mate. Like, you know, there's been so many people that, you know, that I mean, oh, we really need to catch up and have a barbecue or have a beer. We really – and then you catch up with them again. Mate, we need to do it. You know, you might yeah, cross Why back. haven't we done that? Haven't the, we done that yet? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, mate, I'm guilty for that too. Oh. Absolutely guilty for it. So, you know, just the fact of um, – you know, we go, you know what, stuff it. This is the time we're going to do it. Yep. We'll catch up. We'll have a bit of a yarn. And even to the point this time, like, no, nah, we'll, just, <laughs> we'll just get straight into it. Yeah, because, oh, fuck. Look, last time we chatted for ages. <laughs> yeah, like, before and after. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, as, as much as it would be nice to record a four-hour log episode, I'm sure that somebody would <laughs> be sitting there going, all right, oh, we'll see uh, you hearing uh, <laughs> hear his voice now. <laughs> That's exactly right. I mean, you will um, let us know uh, how you. We'll, we'll definitely get you back on again after you, after Chrissy and that, mate. Let's say you go with your absolutely with your trip and that. It'd be good to mate. get some yarns from how it all went for you because, like, you know, three weeks worth of travels is quite a quite a yeah, extensive it's a good, trip. It's a good stint. Um, yeah. The one thing I am fearful fearful of if if the conversation is wrapped up in this, yeah, bros, you caught fucking nothing, eh? <laughs> <laughs> we put you on a bit of a higher spot there, mate. <laughs> Gee, I fucking tried, but <laughs> thirty-six lures down, <laughs> seven hundred beers, no fish later. I've, I've convinced myself that I've I've put fucking engine oil on me line. I'm taking up golf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tried that too. I'm bad at that. Did, um, are you going to take some of those uh, alpha lures up with you? Mate, I have set myself a fucking mission. Have you? So uh, I've had a very disappointing result with that. Everybody else catches fish on them. Yep. I just, I'm, I don't know, I'm fucking allergic to them or something. Like, <laughs> I'll show you a photo later. I, yeah. ca- I caught a cod on trolling, so I was impressed with that. But yeah. I got a cod that was no shit about the size of this beer bottle. <laughs> 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 and like the size of me, I'm holding it up. It looks yeah. like a Fucking goldfish, and I'm like, well, at least I caught something on it. It's I got proof that I caught something. But like, fuck, I was even the boys on the weekend. Like one of them, he's like, oh, can I try the Alpha Yabby out? I was like, yeah, fucking oath, mate. Yeah. Goes out there, fucking brim. I was like, you can't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it shit me because I was like, I was like, that's my rod. I rigged that. 
And he caught a fish on the oh, fucking that, thing. I was like, that's the most insulting, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I was like, I would have been salty as. I was like, it's not the gear, it's me. <laughs> they know. I was like, I even brought him to this spot. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's everything has yeah. been me. It was just the man behind the reel got it. I was like, they fucking know. I was like, you go fishing much? He's like, nah. I was, ah, like, that's, I was like, oh. that's just rubbing it in, bros. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm going home. <laughs> Fuck this. Oh, so, yes, I've got to take some up there and I'm going to try adamantly. Yeah. Well, to, you'll have to let us know how that goes, too, mate. Mate, it will be every time. So, as recently as last Saturday before I saw you, yes. I was in the river trying to catch something with an Alfie <laughs> Abbey because I am nothing if not um, persistent. Persistent. <laughs> Persistence key, mate. Yeah. That's one thing I've learnt. My theory is if it is in the water long enough, <laughs> something's got to take it. Like if, Even if my fucking Alfie Abbey is in the water longer than any other Alfie Abbey known to existence, at some point even a blind squirrel has to find a nut, you know? Like, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> don't worry. Don't let the lure fool you. No. I can't catch fuck all on all my other ones either. Yeah. <laughs> which, oh, which really adds insult to injury because uh well yeah. at least you oh, at least you're putting yourself on a low pedestal yeah lower 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 my expectations <laughs> yeah, until so i achieve a goal yeah that's right then you know, then you know at least you're giving yourself a better opportunity yeah all so i gotta I all i gotta do is beat a a cod bigger than a beer bottle. So if I transfer that to any other fish the size of a beer bottle, we're moving forward. We're, we're, row, moving we're rowing the boat, you know, like we're moving. <laughs> Two steps back, three in front. Exactly right. <laughs> so. Mate, thank you very much once again for being on, brother. I really appreciate it, mate. It's mate. always... It's always a pleasure, mate. My fucking jaws hurt. <laughs> Anytime, mate. Like I said, I was excited to excited to catch up with you again. I appreciate it's, it. It's mate. just good, man. It is. It's good. It's good banner. It's good laughs. It's always a good conversation. It's good for the soul. Absolutely, mate. Yeah. Everything's good for the soul. But yeah. uh, I've been enjoying um, sort of like catching up since uh, we last caught up on the potty. Yes. Um, listening to a few of the humans. Um, yeah. Uh, like there's a. Well, we were talking about it before, but yep. um, the restoration here of the hearse. Hearse, like, that yeah. Was, Mr. That Stephen was, Belt. Yeah, yeah, that was that was just a good, good listen, eh? Like yeah. I um, oh, we're sort of running into a lot of time here, but the the thing oh, I loved, right, the yeah. thing I loved about that episode so much, and like I don't know Stephen, but listening to it, um, skill set. That isn't learnt skill set. Oh, sorry, yes. that isn't taught, taught skill set. So set, stuff yes. that you've learnt, stuff that doesn't happen anymore, yep. just disappears if people like him like kept it to themselves. The fact that he talks about it, the fact that he's so excited to show people makes me really, really happy because there's, there's going to be things in my life that yep. are no longer useful in yes. a sense of the industry moves forward. That's exactly right. So therefore right. that... The you know we don't need to do that anymore because that thing doesn't exist. But yes. I know how to do it. Yeah. And I worry that like when I'm his age, yeah, that I'll, you know, I'll just die and then that information will be lost because my trade he taught it to me and he's now gone and it could be something as simple as like when he was restoring the Indian motorbike or yeah. the crack in the sump or stuff like yeah. that. Um, nowadays in the throwaway age, we just go fucking buy a new one. That's so, exactly right. You know, man. is there uh, like I'm a mechanic. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't taught that. Yeah. Like. There you right. go. There's a great example. We didn't need to know how to do that, so we didn't yeah. get taught it. That's exactly he knows right. it. If he hadn't passed it down to our generation, 
it would it's have lost. been it'd be died by the way. Yeah. Yeah, it's and, it's lost. And that's that was the biggest like thing I took away from it. Like just listening to some of the things that they did, how yeah. to get that done was just absolutely amazing, mate. I was sitting there and like I actually sound I it fucking annoyed me because when I went back and listened to it, I sound like fucking Owen Wilson the whole time sitting there going, Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> See, I listened to it, I didn't hear that at all. No, no, but yeah. like but but like I was, I was genuinely like sitting there just in awe of the things that they were, what they were having to do to make, how they were having to 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 get things done. Like oh. it was just, you wouldn't, you, and like you said, unless unless you heard about it, you would didn't even know that existed. How they did it. Oh yeah, and I like I vividly remember what I was doing. I was um, cutting out a new floor for my boat, listening to it, and yeah. I was just like, this is just. You could hear the excitement. You could hear the passion. Yeah. You could yeah. hear the. You could hear that he was excited about the fact that you were interested in it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I lo- I really, really just enjoy those types of human beings because yeah. it's like they have no ego that needs to be nah. uh, stroked. It's nothing other than the fact of they're just excited to tell somebody. They're they're young and they're, they're and, just, and 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 genuinely just genuinely static to share that, that yeah, story. Yeah, just genuinely just trying to pass on some yeah. knowledge and information. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think that's really cool. Yeah, mate, I yeah. really got a, a big kick out of it and he is definitely one of those ones too, the same as yourself, where they're like, yeah, we're going to get him back on. What's the next story? <laughs> oh, he'd have. Yeah. Oh, he's oh, got a I heat. can just imagine, um, like, if that's two stories, the Indian motorbike mm. and the, that car, Yeah, I can imagine there's... Oh, a mate, lot. there's a few there. He actually did a, he did a round-the-world trip on a BMW motorcycle, which we're going to... We're going. We've already discussed it. We're going to talk about, but also too, he's got uh, he's got an old Essex there, which has got a really cool story behind that too. His old man's old Essex. Yeah, right. Um, so there will be another episode there. So I'd be really excited to hear about that because, um, like, there's a um, a series of books that I yep. I read really enjoyed. Yep. Um, it's the first one is Don't Tell Mum I Work on the Oil Rigs. I told her I was a piano player in a whorehouse. <laughs> um, it's written That's by cool. Paul Carter, but um, what he did. After yeah. that, after the first two books, so he's yep. a driller. Yeah, sure. After that, he rode the first biodiesel motorbike around Australia. Wow, that's and then cool. After that, he tried to set a land speed record in a biodiesel motorbike. Wow. So the first one was an old, um, the typical one cylinder thump in Yanmar, five yeah. horsepower irrigation motor in a Kawasaki frame. And the second one was a Holden Astra turbo diesel engine <laughs> inside a Harley. Wow. So it was like, it's just really cool stuff. Yeah. But hearing like, that yeah. makes me really interested because it's the around the world. Now yeah. I did um, twenty, I did twenty five hundred k's through South America, going oh, from that um, been cool. Quito and Ecuador to Colombia and back, yeah. and like that was epic. Yeah, yeah. He did around the, he did around the world. Yeah, like if I can talk for days about Ecuador, like I'd love to just <laughs> sit there and listen like a little school kid. Like, tell me more. Yeah, that's it. Like, and but it's, and you know what? Also, too, it's an e- like it's an easy listen because anyone can relate to it. Yeah. Anyone that's got any sort of traveling experience or, or wants to know a bit about traveling and stuff, what a better way to do it than that? It's adventure. Yeah, for sure. Adventure, that's it's it. A, it's it's what we crave. It's yeah. it's the it's the basis of every movie, every story, yeah. every anything. It's adventure and it's we can live vicariously through him because he's done something, but we yeah. can we can either dream or manifest or push towards your own goal to do it and all yeah. that sort of stuff. It oh. just it um it raises the endorphins, it gets you excited and you go, oh, cool. I could do something or I might not do that but I can do something else. Like, yeah, that's it. And it give so. you a little bit of a kick to want to have a crack at something like that yourself too. Yeah, so I've been, I've been really – Oh, so that's cool. But I, he I went will a, be. I went a long way around there but I've been uh, 
I've been enjoying catching up between the episodes of you know yeah well yeah, good humans yeah no that's it and it's cool and it's it, I'm like I'm honoured that people uh, get this happy to jump on and share those stories too like mm. I you know like yeah it's a it's an opportunity for them to share theirs but like I'm just as static to have them on like I'm stoked that they. No, they don't have to. <laughs> yeah, you, you get to <laughs> I, get, I get an opportunity to listen to some amazing stories. Yeah, well, not only people are listening to like this right now, but you yeah. get to listen to somebody like you didn't know the story prior to no, coming on. No, 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 so, at all. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm d- so every reaction you're getting out of me is a real reaction. Yeah, and that's know? that's what's cool. I, that, that's one thing that I really enjoy about podcasts. Like, I was always a big fan about talkback, a fan of talkback yes, radio. Yes, yes. Um, because you could it, like if you're working. And you're doing like a uh, monotonous task, like a repetitive yes. task, one that you've done a hundred times before. Yeah, listening to music just doesn't sort of get you through the day. Whereas listening to something that's keeping your brain engaged is good, and that's why I really just enjoy podcasts, audio books, talkback, all that sort that's of stuff. That's a really good point, and it also get it feels like you also engage yourself in that conversation as well, like you're almost yeah. part of it. You know what I mean? Like you sort of yeah, you sort 100%. of oh, yeah, you're right. That's right. What he's saying and that yeah. Whereas it's just sort of monotonous, yeah, music just playing and you sort of don't really even listen to it. But when you get involved in those, yeah, sort of like put yourself in that in that conversation with those people as well. Absolutely, and it can mm. inspire you to do something. It can, yeah, it can, 100%. Uh, somebody can be doing something, you go, oh, that's a good idea, we should yeah. do that. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I, oh, yeah. I, I enjoy it. Oh. And uh, like as far as my yarns go today, like I've just sat here and talked Smack for oh, but I, mate, I, <laughs> mate, I've absolutely, I've absolutely loved it, mate. Like that's, but that's the that's the beauty part of it. Like mm. you, you've, we've got the freedom to be able to do that sort of stuff as well. Exactly and, right. And the cool thing is, like, it's everything that we talk about, someone's going to get something out of it. Exactly right, man. And that's why I, fucking, I was that's excited to come here today. <laughs> I, I appreciate being here, and yeah. I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just happy that people didn't want to. Shoot me off the stage when they listen to me yarn for talk shit for a while. <laughs> no, so, that's uh, it, mate. No, it's fantastic, brother. And, and then yeah, we'll definitely we'll definitely do it again soon too. When you, I'll get you to hit me up when you get back from your trips and stuff. Hundred so percent. Have that yarns. I'm, uh, I'm hoping I can have some uh, photos and I'm, I'm oh, gonna that'd be cool. I'm gonna have a crack at filming up there. Like I'm, yeah. I'm very oh not. So I'm I'm new to filming with an actual camera. Yes, is probably yeah. the best way to yeah. put that. Like I do it. Well, I've obviously got a fucking social media page full of fucking shit that I've yeah. filmed, but um, with a camera, like it's it's a new experience yeah. for me. So I'm just gonna, I don't know. It's a good opportunity for me to fuck it up so many times <laughs> up there because I got three weeks. Like so you got plenty of opportunity to get a heap of it. Mate. Well, You're gonna get something out of it. Well, rather than me going out every weekend for the next fucking thirty <laughs> weeks, at least I can sit there and go right out thirty days. Let's do it. <laughs> Lock this in. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fuck it all up in one yeah, month rather than I get six months down the track and I'm like, fuck, I'm so bad at this. <laughs> like an alpha lure. <laughs> yeah. Took me seven months. <laughs> and I got a cod. <laughs> not even a fucking legal one of that. <laughs> it's a throwback. Just a shitty old uh, estuary cod that was a guppy at best. <laughs> Wasn't even a fucking fish finger. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fuck fish fingers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Good mate. stuff, man. Yeah, cheers, brother. I appreciate it, mate. We'll um, we'll definitely catch up again soon. Hundred percent. Cheers. Oh, thanks everyone for listening, tuning in. Much love. Catch up with you all soon. Love you. See you. Bye.